Today's password, classify documents. To the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. It is six minutes past the hour, and I welcome you to the Hurley in the Morning program. So the president finally spoke. He finally spoke after this goofy list of priorities. That's all climate change, uh, woke, equity. I mean, nothing about the real problems of the day. But the president said he's surprised. Wow, I'm surprised he's surprised. Is Is that after trashing Trump about how unforgivable having these documents how dangerous i think he said something like the most dangerous thing since pearl harbor i'll tell you you have to admit every time they think they have trump it has to be so confounding to them i don't watch the show it's unwatchable but i read some of the cliff notes Whoopi Goldberg was saying, well, we don't know if there were any classified documents. Uh, hello, oh, Whoopi. Yes, we do know. There were classified documents. Unsecured, top secret, classified documents. Maybe for nine years. At least since 2016. Just in some closet. Hey, what do you got here? It's a box. Hey, what's in that box? Not top secret. Top secret classified documents. Meanwhile, Trump's were right where everyone knew they were. Don't don't lose sight just because they are so strategic, so vicious and so political that they did this raid. They knew right where the documents were. They even said, hey, just make us feel a little more comfortable. Put put a lock, put an extra lock on this area. They knew exactly what was there. With Biden, they didn't even know. And of course, they we knew this before Election Day, but the liars that they are, uh, they don't say anything about it. I'm honestly not sure how did this even get out now, two months after the fact, even more than two months after the fact. This These documents were found allegedly because I don't trust any of these liars losers and leakers i don't trust any of them good title for a book in case you don't know it is a book president biden said he was surprised when informed government records found by his attorneys at his former office in washington had classified documents do you notice and i've commented this to you pretty often over the past several years obama did it as well They pretend like they are spectators to their own lives, to their own presidency. Oh, I'm just surprised. Well, well, then we need to find out how they got there. Now, I've been looking into this guy uh, that's going to be allegedly investigating Biden, because keep in mind, if Merrick Garland picked him, I'm suspicious about it. But I will tell you, I looked into it and this Trump appointed judge or um, 
yeah, judge. Biden was going, I guess it was a U.S. attorney, come to think of it. But anyhow, uh, Trump was going, I'm sorry, Biden was going to let him go. And then there was pushback by Democrats and Republicans as high as the United States Senate level. And he did not get rid of him. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't trust anybody they pick to go after Trump, you know, is going for the jugular. You'd believe that anybody they would pick. Because this is such a corrupt administration. That they would already know. But you never know. I mean, maybe this guy, you know, yeah, yeah, nothing to worry about. I'll just do my job. Thanks. And maybe he's going to go for it. I don't know. But I do know this. A very big difference in terms of how they're treating Biden already and how they're treating Trump. Let's see. Hold on a second here. I've got family getting ready to get on a plane. Wonderful. We're, it's, it's interesting. We're all arriving. Some are going today. Some are going tomorrow. And we're going on Friday. So everybody is going to catch up with each other within, depending on who you are in the, in the food chain here, one to two days. Outstanding. That's my girl right there. I got to write her back. They're at the airport. Well, I'm I'm not surprised that Biden is surprised because he takes credit for anything, blame for nothing. Hey, Joe, you can pretend you're a, you're a spectator, but you took the documents, and unlike President Trump. You didn't have you did not have the power to declassify them. I mean, what would happen? Think about it. It doesn't matter what anyone else says. Oh, you didn't do it the right way. You didn't go through this this team or this committee. Hey, screw you. I'm the president. I declassified. You realize and Alan Dershowitz is right. He said, quote, absolutely confident Trump won't be indicted on docs. See, I'm not I'm not absolutely confident because our system is so corrupt. I mean, they they take Manafort, Stone and anybody they want to get Trump. They take him to these Washington, D.C. corrupt grand juries where you can indict anyone. That's not a liberal raging socialist Democrat on anything. But I don't believe he can be again unless it's a corrupt jury. All you would have to do is say, every document I had, I declassified. That's it. His word, it doesn't have to be in writing. He doesn't have to prove it. What date? I don't remember. But I declassified them. So what's, why am I here? I mean, what would that be like? Compare that to something. Something that you would have absolute power of. And then someone would try to say, no, you don't. Well, of course I do. Like somebody could tell you, yeah, you woke up this morning, but you really didn't wake up. No, I woke up. I'm, I, I know it because I'm, I'm here and I'm talking to you. So God gave me another day or part of a day. They, they try to control the rules 
confuse, overreport, overcharge Trump, underreport, no charges. I mean, all you have to do is look at the sun. What's this Delaware uh, U.S. attorney doing for three years? I mean, that you think that's normal? With everything they had on this guy? Nothing has happened yet? And then Biden says, my, my attorneys told me not even to ask what's in it. Oh, really? You you just you get to ignore? I don't know what's in it. I, I don't, I don't want to know. They told me not even to ask. He is a spectator to his own presidency. But you realize this drives the crazies, the Trump deranged lunatics, absolutely barking mad. Oh, no. Now Biden has classified documents. Do you remember me saying a long time ago they all have them? I guarantee if you go through Obama's, he's got them, too. The point is, except to get Trump, this this is not criminal. This is civil. Biden's is, too. But all I can say is, if it's criminal for Trump, it's got to be criminal for Biden. You can't be a chump. I mean, oh, yeah, Biden, no problem. He, He didn't know. He's surprised. Trump, we got to screw him to the wall. Which one had more transparency? They knew that Trump had the documents. Nobody knew Biden had his. Well, they probably knew, including Biden. Biden probably thought, man, I got this stuff in his closet, but I'll just keep saying that, you know, once again, it's Saul Alinsky's rules for radicals. Whatever you do. You say the other guy did it. I'm telling you, I can't wait for the day where Trump says, I declassified all that. Why wouldn't he say it? And you realize it doesn't matter what it is. That's one of those things that's an absolute power. Just like he can pardon anyone. And you can complain about it. But you can't stop it. Oh, you didn't do it the right way. Yeah, I refer you to Bill Clinton. You think he did it the right way with Roger Clinton and the the riches and all that stuff? I'm talking about Mark Rich, not riches as in treasures. Speaking to reporters in Mexico City, Biden said he's surprised. He was surprised when informed that government records, including classified documents, were found in his possession. He was surprised by that. He's the bank robber at the bank caught. And I, I I didn't take the money. That's not me. I'm surprised. I'll share a little bit about what Dershowitz has to say about this, because he typically is one of the most level-headed people in the room. He just, no matter who it is, He takes the person and the personality out of it. And he just looks at what should be done pursuant to the law. All all the while we have maintained this raid and and the, the appointment of a special counsel and that it could be criminal and all this was nonsense. Nonsense from the beginning. 
former New Jersey Senator Chris Brown. He'll be making his way uh, here to visit with us in just a little bit for the 7 o'clock hour. Jim Malamuk, Green Tree Mortgage in the 8 o'clock hour. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages in today's 9 o'clock hour. Here's our Fox News commentary with Tommy Lahren. I am early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio, 95.5 South Jersey's number one news talk radio station. Fox News commentary. Well, the Biden White House wanted me and Tucker Carlson to be reduced on social media for our COVID commentary. Am I shocked? No. Am I mad as hell? Yes. I'm Tommy Lahren. More next. It's Jesse Kelly here. I can't afford to lose 30% of my 401k or IRA again, and I'm assuming you can't either. Call Oxford Gold. Securing your IRA or 401k with real gold and silver is a portfolio protection plan, and Oxford Gold has made it easy as one, two, three. One app, one call, and you pick your precious metals. That's it. You now own precious metals. Call Oxford Gold today to learn more about the one, two, three protection plan. 833-404-GOLD. 833-404-GOLD. To April 2021, when the Biden White House digital director personally reached out to Facebook and instructed the platform to reduce content from me and my colleague Tucker Carlson. The email read, the top post about vaccines today is Tucker Carlson saying they don't work. Yesterday was Tommy Lahren saying she won't take one. This is exactly why I want to know what reduction actually looks like. The email was obtained thanks to a lawsuit filed against the Biden White House by a coalition of states attorney general. The Biden team wanted us reduced and they were very angry when big tech didn't immediately or completely fulfill that demand. But you won't be surprised to see that Facebook was apologetic that their reduction wasn't sufficient and of course they made it right well you may have censored me which appears to be a blatant violation of the first amendment but you did not silence me and guess what you never will this is beyond concerning this is criminal i'm tommy laren and you can watch my show tommy laren is fearless at outkick sean hannity this afternoon at three now hurley in the morning on wpg talk radio 95.5 all right i don't know if you got to see it i should not have had the opportunity to see any of it based on my wake up time but i did see about maybe 15 minutes of it and i thought it was pretty cool sean hannity with uh, members of congress including our congressman jeff andrew uh and the interview with Speaker McCarthy and others. That was a cool vibe. The, all of them gathered in Washington, and I liked it. I liked the whole thing. I did tape it, uh, and I don't often have the time to go back and watch something, but I'm going to make an exception in this case because I really do want to see it. But what I saw, I liked, and I guess I caught a little bit more than 15 minutes because he did a little bit. Then I think they went to a break, and then McCarthy came out. So I think I got through probably 20 minutes of it or something like that. All right, so back to the Dersh. Alan Dershowitz, listen to how level-headed this is, how much sense this makes. Even in Bizarro World, this just carries the day. Quote, if you have two people running for president against each other, both of whom have mishandled classified material. The idea of prosecuting the one who is running against the incumbent and not going after the one who is the incumbent wouldn't pass the neutral principles test. Isn't that fantastic? It's one of the greatest statements I've ever heard on any topic. It, it just is so fair. It's such an even-handed comment. Even if there was any possibility that Trump could have previously been indicted 
for the mishandling of classified material at Mar-a-Lago. That has gone out the window completely today, added Dershowitz. Dershowitz is sure, quote, there will not be a criminal prosecution against Donald Trump for allegedly mishandling classified material. He warned that indictments related to Trump's involvement in the January 6th 2021 Capitol riot might still occur that but that would be even more outrageous at least he had the documents how do you indict someone who gave a speech and said and if you go to the Capitol uh you know to go there peacefully how do, how do you how do you indict that person quote but I think the Mar-a-Lago thing has been essentially trumped by the disclosures involving Biden while adding that he doesn't believe either Trump or Biden intended to endanger national security. I will say this. I know Trump didn't mean to. Biden, we've got a check. I know that's just the opposite of what the Democrat media wants you to believe, that Trump is the one that bears watching. Trump was self-made, unbought, unbossed, no conflicts, none of it. Biden, now they unearth that Biden got a million dollars. In this deal he's got at the school where these papers were. Come on. Or as Joe Biden would say, come on, man. uh, Bershowitz. Dershowitz also adjusted his coined Clinton burger test for going after Trump. A reference to the Justice Department not prosecuting former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton and former National Security Advisor Sandy, I call him burglar for housing classified material. Now, remember, Hillary Clinton and, you know, I saw a clip that I didn't even know existed. I don't know where the interview was. Hillary did a recent interview and she's actually talking like she is the epitome of being responsible with public documents. It's it's outrageous what's going on right now in our country. That's like Jeffrey Dahmer uh, giving a clinic on not being accountable. I mean, uh, it's so outrageous that I cannot hardly put it into words other than those. Hi, I'm Jeffrey Dahmer and join me. I'm teaching a seminar this semester on how not to be accountable. Me, Jeffrey Dahmer, professor. Burglar. Stuff documents down his pants. He went in there with top security clearance under the pretext that he was refreshing his memory because of testimony that he was going to have to give under oath. He came out of the skiff and he had stuffed top security classified documents that are called code that had the handwriting of the president of the United States on them. And he didn't get charged and he lost his security clearance for like five minutes and got it back. But they're talking about prosecuting Trump. I mean, do you see? You see how completely just it's unbearable. How completely the double standard, triple standard, whatever you want to call it. To go after Trump, quote, has to pass the Clinton burger test and now the Clinton burger Biden test. Dershowitz said, quote, it has to be substantially worse 
than what these three Democrats did. And it's not even close. Hillary Clinton had a complete server off the government grid. And she destroyed documents. We have to believe her that they were personal. I just destroyed personal documents. She destroyed documents. She took bleach bit to um, iPhones and things like that and pickaxes to other uh, hard drives. And she didn't get charged because, quote unquote, James Comey said no reasonable prosecutor would would charge. Really? Really? The View. uh, What a show. They declared, or one of them did on the panel, that Biden document scandal, quote, huge win for Trump, kills Mar-a-Lago case. And it was this Alyssa Farrah Griffin who does not like Trump. And she said it's over. Huge win. It's over. Kills the Mar-a-Lago case. Absolutely no one's going to like this take. See how the, how they have to say that? Absolutely. I like that take. So that that's wrong. You can't say absolutely no one. I like it. Absolutely no one's going to like this take, but I'm going to go there any anyway. I want to be clear. The facts are different than the Trump case. However, I think this is a huge win for Trump because if you're Merrick Garland, who's already extremely cautious and doesn't want to break the longstanding precedent precedent of not indicting a president, it's very hard to make the case that Donald Trump should be indicted for this. And of course, this unbearable Sonny Hostin disagreed and said that facts matter. And she said something along the lines of this is like comparing apples to orangutans. Uh, why did she say that? What, what, what is she trying to is she what is she doing there? If a white person said that they get canceled, but she can use the comparison. Just you got to start calling this stuff out for what it does, for what it is. And not be afraid of these people. I don't like a uh, Hostin who I think absolutely you're terrible. You're a joke. I can't think of the last thing I've ever heard that she has said that I care for, that I agree with. And I don't like this racist comment that's like comparing apples to orangutans i don't like that i i think that that she should be canceled for that i don't like it it's racist it's got to be they're going crazy uh bay hag said something like uh that we don't we have to give biden the benefit of the doubt why Doesn't everybody get the benefit of the doubt or only the people that you choose? And when we come back, I'm I'm really shocked that I'm going to do yet another segment on this. But I am. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the U.S. attorney who Merrick Garland tapped to investigate the Biden classified document scandal. Let's call it that. And I'm going to share with you that. Biden once planned to fire him. I'll give you the details next. 31 minutes past the hour. So let me think now. It's not a pocket Kreskin moment, but I presume that within minutes, 
Senator Brown, probably with many, many layers of I'm just teasing. Uh, he just comes himself. Uh, Senator Brown will be joining us for the seven o'clock hour coming up next on the Hurley in the Morning program, but much more when we come back. This is the Town Square, New Jersey, Info and Weather Network. Harry Hurley, 32 minutes past the hour. Three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A federal judge has preserved the concealed carry gun rights that the Supreme Court upheld. The case does continue, but look at our update. It's readable. Also, thank you for your readership on the um, possibility of the federal government moving on gas stoves. Imagine the implications. And also an update on Atlantic City's Christmas tree pothole fix. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Same story, different day here. We do have some peaks of sun across South Jersey this morning, but lots of clouds expected through this afternoon. It'll be cool and calm, high temperature 44 degrees. Spotty showers and fog may come into play tonight, low 37. And tomorrow, cloudy with occasional showers and drizzle. Our high shoots for 55. Steadier, heavier rain is likely from tomorrow night into early Friday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. If you have a damp, wet... Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. From the world's playground, this is Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 37 minutes past the hour. Thanks for waking up early in the morning. We certainly do appreciate it. Senator Brown joining us next hour. We have uh, Jim Malamut coming up in the 8 o'clock hour forward mortgage world and then we have john walters following up after that in the reverse mortgage world a lot going on all of it's going to be a lot of fun all right so here's the story the u.s attorney for the northern district of illinois john lausch i know nothing about him he will be leading i do know that president trump appointed him so when i guess i shouldn't say that I know nothing about him, that I do know about him. That's about it. He will be leading the investigation of the classified documents found at the University of Pennsylvania's Penn Biden Center. Now, that's about two years after Joe Biden nearly fired him. So I don't know if this is an okie doke. Oh, oh, look at this. They picked a guy he almost fired. But you got to remember, he didn't fire him. So you don't get credit for that when it didn't happen. If he had fired him and then Merrick Garland picked him to do this, then I'd be impressed. Lausch has been in office since 2017 when he was appointed by President Trump. When Biden took office on January 20th, 2021, it was reported that Biden planned to fire him. Now, this this is really messed up stuff because the Senate had confirmed him unanimously. Nobody gets a unanimous vote anymore. The news of the planned termination drew criticism from both political parties. Dick Durbin, Tammy Duckworth expressed their dismay. Quote, 
While we agree with the Biden administration's criminal justice agenda, we are disappointed with the decision to terminate U.S. Attorney Lausch without consulting us. In 2017, our nonpartisan screening committee gave its support for Mr. Lausch to serve in this position, and the Senate confirmed him unanimously. They went on, Durbin and Duckworth, to urge Biden to at least let Lausch stay on until a replacement was confirmed. Illinois Republican Congressman Darren LaHood, Congresswoman Mary Miller, Congressman Rodney Davis issued a similar statement at the time, noting that Lausch had been in the middle of, quote, pursuing a historic and major public corruption investigation involving a years-long bribery scheme that implicated former House Speaker Michael Madigan and others. Ultimately, Lausch was spared and allowed to stay on in his role. So let's see. He hasn't commented yet. I know that Fox News reached out to him because I read something uh, to that effect because they want to ask him about his appointment and the circumstances surrounding his planned termination. Uh, He has not commented. I don't think he will at this point. Lash will lead the investigation of the documents at the Penn Biden Center, some of which are classified that were dated from Biden's time as vice president. How about that? 41 minutes past the hour. Let's get our final break in and we'll come back strong with more important content as the early in the morning program continues. Senator Brown, uh, good morning. Drive safely. That's my little shout out because I know he's got to be in the car and probably minutes away. Jim Malamut, Green Tree Mortgage will follow. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages after that. This is Early in the Morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5. So let me give you an indication how corrupt this whole Biden gang is. At least 10, which means there could be more, but 10 are proven 10 senior Biden administration officials were hired to their current or former positions after working at this Penn Biden Center for diplomacy and global engagement. Do you see how they peddle? And it's just it's disgraceful. So I'm telling you, this whole thing, this is widening. This is fantastic that this truth is coming out. So you have this fake think tank that just is an excuse to pay people hundreds of thousands of dollars each. And what a shocker. Secretary of State Anthony Blinken. Actually, it's Anthony. It's not Anthony. Anthony. He is such a lightweight. You ever see that guy just looks so scared every time you see a um, uh, an appearance either by himself or if he's near the president, he's got that deer in the headlights look. Anthony Blinken. 
Uh, and then other people you may or may not know. Steve Rachetti, I've heard of him. Colin Cowell, I have not heard of. Uh, uh, Cowell and Rachetti both served as managing directors. And here were their salaries. Let me give them to you. And I can name a whole lot of other people, too. And then, and then a bunch of these people are now ambassadors. It's, it's so sick. So incredibly sick. Uh, let's see. Um, Carpenter was paid $208,000 a year, $183 if you want the whole thing. Cal was paid $185,317. Uh, and then Blinken, $79,666, but that was only for six months. Then he left to become Secretary of State. Biden also selected university, um, former University of Pennsylvania President Amy Goodman and David Cohen, the former chairman of the university's board of trustees, to be ambassadors of Germany and Canada, respectively. You see how the game is played? This is how they do it. And now we have to get to the bottom of why, because this obviously is so important now. We know what they did with Trump. We have to find out why he had these classified documents. And then we have to find a way to make it criminal because that's what they do. That's got to be the mindset. None of it should be criminal. It's all civil. And let's wait and see. It'll be great if the if the um, if the uh, National Archives, they're so political, so Democrat. If they come out, uh, Biden cooperated with us from the beginning. They'll be thanking him for having these documents for up to nine years. Vice President Pence said that the discovery of the classified documents from Biden's time as vice president, incredibly frustrating. And he also went to lengths to talk about the double standard. Quote, if they didn't have double standards, They'd have no standards at all, said Pence. But the willingness of the national media to just, quote, turn away and turn a deaf ear to Biden to the disclosures that when Biden left office, he left with classified documents as well. It shows you, just like I said before, if they didn't have double standards, they'd have no standards at all. And it's a very good point that he closed with. He said what they have unleashed now has the threat of coming back on them. That's a very good point. Very good point. Jim Jordan, uh, he's making a little bit of noise because uh, they're going to get into this. They're going. I I mean, all the things that I've been saying for two years that I want to see, I want to see. And this is even better than what I could have hoped for. Jim Jordan is leading a subcommittee of the House of Representatives that will be charged with the oversight of Joe Biden administration weaponization. Because, you know, I've been maintaining this for the entire Biden presidency. They have weaponized everything. IRS, FBI. Can you imagine all these people that are going to be hauled in? by subpoena, under oath, it's going to be unbelievable. This passed the House by a vote of 221 to 211. So it's kind of interesting that, you know, Democrat media 
kept saying, oh, the House won't be able to pass the rules. They did every vote but one. And the only reason the one voted against it, it didn't matter. So they got 221 instead of 222. The reason it didn't matter. Well, no, the reason that he voted no was because he didn't like this rule of one person being able to bring up that the speaker should be removed. He, He didn't like it. But I'll go with this. I'd rather have the rule that Thomas Jefferson had in place than the rule that Nancy Pelosi put in place. Jordan is going to be seeking sworn testimony from Merrick Garland, Christopher Ray, and others because the House Judiciary Committee, not the Weaponization Subcommittee, is going to be probing the Department of Justice and the FBI. They'll be investigating not only how the executive branch has gathered information on citizens, but on how it has worked with other bodies, including private sector companies, to facilitate action against American citizens. That's what they've been doing. Very criminal. I mean, violating the the constitutional rights of American citizens with great regularity. So this is going to be good. It's going to be very good. The subcommittee that's going to be investigating Biden weaponization will have subpoena power. And that's going to be very, very good. It's being compared to the, you might have heard of this, the church committee. That was in the 1970s. Senator Frank Church of Idaho, a Democrat, investigated executive branch intelligence abuses. House Committee Chairman, ranking Democrat, Congressman Gerald Nadler said that the, um, you know, you can imagine what he said, that the whole thing uh, is political or whatever. Uh, He also said he did not see the subcommittee's comparables to churches i don't know why they lie nadler lies he says this is fueled by conspiracy theories no it's not it's not at all it's just because you say that doesn't mean it at all also we've been saying let's name these um pieces of legislation great names like Democrats have Inflation Reduction Act, when it really increases inflation, uh, Affordable Care Act, when it's actually unaffordable. Everything's opposite. The uh, Republicans have announced, and Georgia Congressman Buddy Carter has introduced the Fair Tax Act. There, I love that. The Fair Tax Act will repeal the IRS. Look, it's it's... I'm glad they're doing it. The Senate's not going to take it up and it's not going to go anywhere. But keep voting on these things and create a record and show the American people that look what we would do. But this other side is blocking everything. Make them the problem that they are. Co-sponsoring this Georgia-made legislation was my first act as a member of Congress, and it is fitting that the first bill I'm introducing in the 118th Congress, Carter said. Instead of adding 87,000 new agents 
to weaponize the IRS against small business owners and middle America. This bill will eliminate the need for the department entirely by simplifying the tax code with provisions that work for the American people and encourage growth and innovation. Can you imagine if you and, and I know it's sort of like like an invitation to the candy store. But if you polled the question, would you like to see the IRS abolished? Now, I guess the usual kook, 20, 30 percent Democrat would be against that because they're idiots. But there would be I think there would be great universal um, joy and agreement on that. Now, keep in mind, most Americans don't mind paying their fair share. It's when it starts to get to confiscation level taxation. Like if you earn a bonus, have you ever taken a look at how bonuses are taxed differently than other payroll? I think most people would be would be fine and say, look, I want to pay my fair share. We got to pay for the national defense. We want to pay, uh, you know, our our contract with uh, the next generations that will be retiring with Social Security and Medicare and all of this. All for all that. It would be much better to not have this behemoth of an organization that actually became weaponized under Obama Biden in the first place. And you know you're on to the right path when goofy Keith Oberman is blowing up like a crazy man. He is going crazy over the media covering the Biden documents. Now, see, Trump derangement syndrome is very, very real because Oberman would want Trump to be investigated over classified documents, but he doesn't want Joe Biden or Hillary Clinton to have ever been investigated. So he said, we're really going to do Hillary Clinton emails again with this Biden story. The hell we are, Oberman said, answering his own question. Hey, look, they are investigating it, pal. And you're so bad you can't get a job. So you're yelling on your own. Uh, you know what he does? He he was um, deplatformed. He actually goes on his dog's account and violates the rules. But that's okay, because liberals, there are no rules. Liberals are fantastic. This think tank of Biden's, I'm telling you, this is widening. They found papers involving Ukraine, Iran, and others. There, There is a lot here. And we'll see where it leads. You can tell Biden had nothing to say. And then he knew he was going to be asked that question at his gathering in Mexico City. So he read, you could see, he read a statement about basically being surprised. And his attorneys told him not even to ask what's in the documents. Oh, okay. You had, you had a document for all these years. And uh, no problem, right? You, you just didn't know. You didn't know. And and we're supposed to believe that. Yeah, sure. Here's another thing. 
The Pentagon has dropped the vaccine mandate on troops, the COVID-19 vaccine. That is um, that is done. But what about those? I mean, we have such shortages and we're actually in the business now of dummying down, uh, making the standards to be accepted. I, I think dangerously, dangerously altered because they don't have enough people. Go back and check with all the people you screwed over and say, we'd like to change what we did. They should apologize for what they did. And bring them back. Now, some of them might not want to come back. But I would definitely, I would definitely make the offer. But see, this is an administration that can never admit they're wrong. I don't think they'll do it. You know, this is an administration that's not particularly fond of the media. I'm sorry, the the military anyhow. You know, when you hear every speech and he just always says it, and I think it's all part of his mental acuity problem. It doesn't matter where he is, no matter how much it doesn't fit. He ends with, and God protect our troops. They say words, but their deeds never measure, never measure the rhetoric. Former New Jersey Senator Chris Brown is in the house. He is next. It's the Hurley in the Morning program. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you, welcome. It is a pleasure to welcome back to the Hurley in the Morning program Former New Jersey Senator Chris Brown. Uh, We're not going to talk politics this hour. We're going to talk the good charitable work that your organization has done for many, many decades. But do you miss do you miss being our senator? Well, I miss the opportunity to serve in that capacity. And it's always great to take on different challenges and different fights and, and do it for what you believe are good reasons. However, there does come a time, I believe, uh, the uh, legislator is supposed to go back to the farm and let somebody new come in and, and take up the take up the mantle. And so I was honored and privileged to serve. I mean, 10 years, that, that's probably the max, in my opinion, of what people should serve and then should turn over new ideas, new people, new and faces. You, and you did it in t- two different chambers. You did it partly in the Assembly and in the Senate, so it wasn't even like you were 10 years in one place. Oh, no. And it you wasn't, did both. Yeah. And we still had a time when the Camden Cabal ruled supreme, and I, I take uh, satisfaction in knowing that we beat them and drove them out of Atlanta County. And uh, to a degree, they died a slow death in Camden as well, but uh, like uh, any— You know, uh, you know, it's—I I know, I know your heart, and I know um, the way you live your life— you don't say that lightly because you're always looking, if you can, to do something or say something positive. But 
they did run some vicious, unacceptable type campaigns against you. But what's to beat them was gratifying, wasn't it? Well, here's why even more so, Harry. It's not so much the personal attacks in the millions, and I mean millions. The the money that they spend against me still has not been matched, and it was money that isn't spent for senatorial United States Senate money. That's how much control an oligarch had over Atlanta County. And the reason it's satisfying to me is because they only serve the oligarch. They don't serve the people of Atlanta County. And boards and members and others wind up coming in our county from out of town telling us what to do, telling us how to go about things. So having the opportunity to uh, free us up and give us, you know, you look... uh, the changes have occurred. It was kind of sneaky, too, because they went after you really hard. They wanted that Senate seat. They they wanted to knock you out when you were in the assembly first. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> then they really wanted to come after you to get the Senate seat. Just being, you know, just being honest, they took a pass on the county executive thing because people were having lunch with each other. I'm just going to, you know, I have pictures. I'm not making it up. Uh, So they took it easy on Denny, but they really came hard at you, and they've come very, very hard at Senator Palestina when he was in the Assembly, also when he was running for Senate. They came very, very hard, as you know, after former Assemblyman Kirk Conover. That's when it started. That's when it started. They were vicious. That that was horrible. It was terrible. Terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. And so those are the people's – I don't make friends – with enemies, a lot of times I had to do different things. So I said, what are you doing? I said, I'm going to pick a fight before uh, the tough guys around here all caved and, and wanted to get reelected so bad they were willing to bend their knee to somebody who's coming in. It's not yeah, about, they're making deals. Right, for uh, themselves. If you leave me alone, if you're going to leave me alone, okay, then you can do whatever you want. Robert the Bruce. Yeah, terrible. Robert the Bruce, yeah. yes, yes. I mean, look, it is what it is, but it's got to be gratifying. You beat them. Every time you ran against them, you beat them. You never lost. Well, and I have to say uh, that did preserve the ability for what has followed. That if you want, you talk about going back to the farm. It is like the farmer that 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 cultivated the land, kept it, kept it. You know um, that so that that you could plant the crops and do and do all this and have all this progress. Because look at the difference. You were the only one, really, that was able to beat them. So you were always with either another Democrat assemblyman or a Democrat senator, or you were the senator with two Democrat assemblymen. You were the only one that was able to continue to break through. That, I think, kept it all fertile and alive to allow for what Senator Palestina has been able to do. And I think you'll join with me in this unless unless you just don't (laughs) want to go here. Uh, I think he's done a, an incredible job, and they ran a really great race to win all three of those seats. Oh, yeah. My hat's off are to everyone. And like I said, when you say about uh, us being able to uh, win over the years that we did under— You kept uh, it alive. —insurmountable odds. It was—it's a team. Like, so it's it's being able to come on your radio show and talk directly to people. It's going out and talking to people. And so what I know, and it leads right into the Scholarship Foundation, is uh, how blessed I am to have been born and raised in Atlanta County, uh, third generation here. And those roots run deep, and the people are smart in Atlanta County, and you can fool them some of the time, but you can't fool them all the time. And I just am really grateful 
for uh, the wonderful life that, yeah. that I've been uh, privileged and lucky enough to live. And, and you, you've worked hard <clears throat> to achieve what you've been able to, to make happen because if you didn't work as hard as you did, you would have come up short in those campaigns. They were, they were death matches, those campaigns. Fear, fear and neuroses are great motivators. <laughs> in Remember campus. every day, you just would wake up every day not knowing what lie you know, oh. taking out the trash, they could have made that a bad thing because oh, you were you were the chief trash <laughs> was, man yeah. at your at your home. When I they mean, they, anything of, a lie. Yeah, you're you're exactly right. When they have that kind of money and and that kind of illness, and they have puppets and buffoons and fools who are willing locally to sell their souls and and join sides with these kind of dogs, uh, that's what happens. Uh, but I will say this: one of it the, is true. They try to get people close even as close as they can to go against you you have no many you have uh yeah that that is very true but uh, one of the things that you know you look at a life and you look back at things and when i was young i had the privilege to serve our country and uh, overseas and when you're in a combat zone that's really uh kind of scary when you come home here and you got these Camden Cabal and these other buffoons, you know, the Robert, the Bruce's, and they think they're so clever and they're all so smart. They're selling everybody out and each other out. It's kind of just sort of anticlimactic even while you're, you're, you're searching for the adrenaline and, and you're searching for that life or death situation. The reality is uh, it's just politics and it's just uh, people – being rotten and, and doing some of the things, but nobody has a weapon and uh, nobody's uh, really plotting. Either. What I think was impressive, though, is you never backed down to them. Oh, God, no. Uh, so, And they knew you weren't going to. Well, there were people here who were sent to tell me what to do sure. on their behalf. And, and even even they at the Make end were like, deal. we can't control Brown. And then when I say that, I would go out, i go on your show or somewhere else and intentionally do something. Said so nobody from Atlanta County in a leadership position could pretend that it's okay to be doing what they're saying they want to do because it's now out there. And and we have to pick a fight in order to make them fight. Yeah, it was smart. So so it was it was. But you know what? So much energy for for something. I'm so glad I could clear the path. I'm glad I was able to to really open this county up. Uh, the guys. I, honestly, I I I've you know how I analyze these things. I long ago came to the conclusion that I don't remember when you first you know decided you were going to seek office and I knew you were going to be successful because you're popular and you're honest and decent and I knew you would I knew you would do a great job and I know how hard you would work so nothing surprised me with the result but had you not come along Democrats would have had all those seats they still would yes. people would actually think I think so the former assemblyman that I ran a few times, people might actually think he had a clue as to what he was doing and he wasn't controlled by others. Yeah. So uh, being able to free it up and put it in the hands of, of uh, uh, independent, hardworking, smart people uh, is wonderful. For I have three children who I, I hope stay in Atlanta County and live and raise their That you set an here. example for. Well, but also I want them to have honest, good government. I may not agree with everything everybody does, but I just want to be honest. I don't want an oligarch controlling what goes on down here. I am unwilling to just sit by and watch that happen. And so we're very fortunate to 
to have the leadership we have and, and to live in this county. I mean, yeah. all your listeners and everybody uh, who you come in contact with, we're, we're good people down here. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can always say you love your county and you love your state. You can hate the politics sometimes. Right, right. One, right. one last question, because when we come back, I promise the rest of the hour is going to be about the Chief Arthur R. Brown Memorial Scholarship Fund. Are you impressed with no notes? Yeah, you, you nailed I, it. Okay. He's in the middle initial. I, I that know. was pretty damn good. I do my homework. I forget the middle initial. I do initial. my homework. <laughs> in all fairness, I'm very very good at name association. My middle initial is also R. Oh, okay. But there I, you, you know, go. But it's still, good. it's still good. Um, so I want to ask this, and I sort of asked it in the beginning. Do you miss being senator, and do you ever have any regrets leaving? Well, I, I don't miss a title, so I've been privileged, right? I've you didn't a, care about the title. No, titles are for fools. I was a second lieutenant, first lieutenant, cab major in the United States Army, but uh, a prosecutor or a judge. I've had the privilege to wear a lot of titles. You know the titles that matter? Husband, father, those are the titles that matter. Well, I was assemblyman, uh, senator. You, you, I, I got the joke early on, and the joke is my jokes are funnier. People uh, <laughs> smile at me. They want to be my buddy. And and I get that. And that's okay. You know, I understand. But I, I, it wasn't me. It was a title. I didn't know. Half of the people, they don't know me, Chris Brown, the human being. They know a title. So the title can be cool to people, and that's awesome. And some people I see, boy, they get awful on having a title. <laughs> but, you know, whatever. That That's cool. That's their life. That's the way they want to live it. You know what I get off on? Being here today, it's a beautiful morning. It's crisp. Uh, I, I'm blessed with three wonderful children. I live in the greatest county in the country. Uh, I, I, you know, I got it made that way. Yeah. I don't need to chase a title in order to give me any meaning. It's not the titles. It's not the name. It's who you are inside. It's how you treat other human beings. You know, if you want to get into quantum physics and, and, and other conversations, we're just energy that has materialized due to our consciousness being exposed to the energy. So really, we're just energy. And the higher you can, can increase your energy to that vibration that just says love and kindness and goodness, then you're in sync with the universe. And then life becomes nothing but a beautiful dream. And that's it, man. It's awesome. Former Senator Chris Brown, uh, yours truly, early in the morning at 17 minutes past the hour. When we come back, we're going to reacquaint you. And if you've never heard of it, we're going to introduce to you the Chief Arthur R. Brown Memorial Scholarship Fund uh, that Chris founded many, many years ago to honor his father and also to be able to award scholarships. And they've expanded over the decades. And it's all started in 1992. I remember uh, the very first um, the existence of yep. that in this That's show, yep. our, our mirror image. Uh, we've been here the entire length and breadth of Chris's charity and they've expanded over the years, um, and they help other charities. And that's why every year we remember to remember, and we've done it for quite a few years, and we'll be doing it again a little bit later this hour uh, to make a contribution because we know you're doing great work, and we want to help. Well, I, I appreciate a lot of you and Chris, and, and that is really welcome, and, and I'm thankful for it. But the reality is <clears throat> this has been a team effort. Yeah. From the beginning and, and, and uh, from... Yeah, I, I'm, not, I'm not immune to that. I, I, I just, I I'm interviewing it. you. I know. You did found it. <laughs> he know. is your father. So it, it's yeah. okay. All You're right. very modest, but it's okay. <laughs> well, we'll be, <laughs> it's true. I get so, it. I get yeah. it. We'll right. be back in Thank just a few you. minutes. Don't go away. 
Your morning cup of Sean. This is the Sean Hannity Morning Minute. By the way, the Biden administration, you're going to love this. I got to digress a minute. They are now considering a ban on gas stoves. Oh, my God. Yeah, they're considering a ban on gas stove, citing concerns about the kitchen appliances emitting harmful indoor air pollutants. So they're doing it for our benefit. It's like taking the COVID shot. It's for our benefit. We don't know if it works. We haven't even tested if it works on young kids under five, but let's give it to them anyway because we think it's going to work. Anyway, the change is being proposed through the administration's Consumer Product Safety Commission. Here we go again. You know, here this is the big gulp Democrats are back. Nanny state Democrats are back. God help me. I better buy as many jewels as I can now while they're still available before they get banned again. The conservative underground meets later today on the Sean Hannity show. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, hometitlelock.com slash Sean. Hey, Sean Hannity here. Join me this afternoon at 3. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I was telling Chris how tall my grandson is. My grandson is 5'11". Now, I told him last year that by the time we, we vacation together as a family, by the time we get to next January, you're going to be taller than me. And he's right. towering. It's, he has to bend down low to hug his granddad now. So how's the weather down there? Uh, yeah, he's, he's 5'11". And he's, Dr. Dearden, God rest his soul, Dr. Dearden said when Noah was born that Noah would be 6'4". Oh, yeah, he, maybe he's on track. He's, he's on his way. Bigger or, or five, well, 5'11 at age 14. So, yeah, he could be even no bigger joke. maybe. Yeah. yeah, I think he's going to hit 6'4". I think that's where he's going to be. Can he dribble? Uh, he, he can dribble. Power forward. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I yeah. love it. All right, so let's do this. Chief okay. Arthur R. Brown Jr. I don't think I said junior last time. Memorial Scholarship Fund. Talk about let's go back. We've got the rest of the hour. Okay. Let's go back to nineteen ninety two and tell your listeners why you established this. Well, if we go back to nineteen ninety two, I have a better memory. Uh I'm about twenty pounds lighter <laughs> and I uh, have a little more hair. But um well, what happened was my, my, my father had spent his life uh, dedicated to public service. He was a, worked on the beach patrol his life. He worked at the boatyard in the, in, in the winter. He used to call it the land of misfit toys where he and others uh, uh, got to live their life. And, and um, so when he passed, we uh, sat down with some good friends of mine, uh, Frank Fernie, uh, Pete Sarkis, Stan Bergman, Jason E. Graham Mason, the list goes on and on. I probably shouldn't even try to mention any because they'll leave somebody out. But uh, sat down and we thought, well, you know what? Uh, he loved 
being part of the lives of young lifeguards. He loved the opportunity uh, that the beach patrol provided from the, the fraternity, which has grown, you know, men and women uh, who serve. So we thought the best way to honor his memory would be to give scholarships in his name every year. And uh, during the conversation, one of the things that we realized was, well, how are you going to raise money? I think it was Frank Finnerty, you know, a football coach, who came up with the idea of a Super Bowl party. Uh, and it really has uh, been a, a great idea by Coach Finn because it's in the middle of the winter, obviously, when the Super Bowl is, and people are usually dying to get out and and yeah. and, and cease hibernating through the weather. And the last the lifeguards have been together is, uh, you know, if they're lucky, September, but usually August. And so it's just worked the timing of it and the excitement of the Super Bowl and who's going to win and bringing everybody together. And through that one event, we just have a Super Bowl party and then a dinner. And it's such a tribute to the people of Atlanta County and people such as yourself and, and willing to raise money and mm-hmm. contribute it to allow us to be successful. We're just a conduit. But um, from getting together with everybody back in 1992, even we even had Monsignor Flaherty was uh, – well, one of our first uh, uh, founding members of the foundation. Charity's blessed. Yeah, it really is. If we, God, I know I need all the help I can get. We should have had a rabbi <laughs> as well. <laughs> I think one of the big, just huge decisions, making it a pre-party, because you will have people that would love to stay and continue to watch the game, and, and here we are, and it's their whole day and their whole night out. But there are a lot of people that would love to stop by, support it, but they have their own Super Bowl plans, and it doesn't interfere with that. I think the timing is really smart. Well, I'd like to say we were all really creative and came up with it. But originally, when you go back to 92, the the Super Bowl started 4 in the afternoon. True. So we started at 1 to let people get in and do what they wanted. And we did anticipate it. So it started as a Super Bowl party. And the evolution turned it into a pre-party. Yeah, to, to, to yeah. be quite honest. S- still great, though. But when it moved, we're like, well, we're not going to invite everybody to come here at 6 o'clock at right. night. You know, look, people yeah. got to work on Monday. And it's probably the, a good idea that this Super Bowl is on a Sunday because I can only imagine the havoc that would be going on throughout <laughs> our country if it was on Saturday <laughs> or Friday night. And I still I wouldn't want to buy a car built on Monday after the Super Bowl. I, I'd like to do an analysis of the absenteeism <laughs> right. on, Sunday, on Monday after the Super, Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah. It's got to be. Off the charts. Especially the hometowns. Yeah, it's got to be crazy. So uh, we've just been really, really blessed and and fortunate. And so, yeah, so what happened now when they moved it to 6, and now I think it's 8 o'clock at night, we just left it at at 1, 2 o'clock. And you're exactly right. By 5 o'clock... Uh, the event's basically over. Everybody has come. They, you know, and it's, it's you get a free mug and a dollar refill. It's twenty bucks. So we also have always been very conscientious that if you wanted to bring your buddies and yeah. your family and your friends, you kept it very affordable. Twenty bucks. I mean, uh, everything else yeah. costs a lot more money. Yeah. You still get the mug. You still get the T-shirt. You still get the, the dollar food. beverage refills. I, I I wrote an article about this, yeah. and there were comments about wow, keeping that dollar beverage refill is very good. Well, I have to give credit words to, and this year it goes to the Doherty family at Docs. Because they're uh, doing it. Because they're doing it. Yeah. And um, so I, I, while, yeah, and that's that's for sodas too, you know, you don't have to drink a hundred beers and, yeah. and, and ply yourself. Yeah. There's soda.
it in. And there's 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 the um, docks food. So you know my my crew and and normally we we would be going way back. We were at the Flying Cloud when we first started. Yeah. We went to McGettigan's when it was on Albany Avenue. We went to. Uh, uh, we were at Maloney's one. You know when Ross Constantino and his wife, the, the Flying Cloud, that was a great place for events. Oh, it was awesome. Parking was seemingly unlimited. It was really good. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful place to be. And Ross and his wife, yeah. what great host. Yeah, and what really kind, uh, good people. And so, but now the first year we did it at Docs was about three or four years ago. You know, I could tell my the, the crowd, our crowd who comes. Their their eyes got wide because you know this this wasn't hot dogs and and French fries and and maybe some yeah they wanted they, they wanted shrimp as big as like got it. yeah the, the horses <laughs> let's let's take our half time break yeah. we'll be right back Chris Brown continues uh, on the Hurley in the morning program don't go away this is the Town Square New Jersey Info and Weather Network and this is Harry Hurley at thirty one minutes past the hour with three stories that you can follow right now. On the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app, a federal judge has preserved the concealed carry gun right that the United States Supreme Court put into effect. The case does continue. We have the details. Check it out. This has gotten tremendous eyeballs since we wrote it yesterday morning. Are you ready? It's not going to happen, but they're actually talking about banning gas stoves in America. I don't have time to tell you how stupid that idea is. From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zaro. Skies have actually cleared a bit this morning to the south and west. It won't last long, but we will see some peaks of sun this morning before mostly cloudy to overcast skies take over for the rest of the day. High temperature around 44 degrees. Spotty showers and fog may come in tonight, low 37. Occasional showers and drizzle tomorrow. Cloudy, 55. Steadier, heavier rain coming into play tomorrow night. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. At Staples, you can count on early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Set the first button on your car radio for South Jersey's talk station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. It's early in the morning at 36 minutes past the hour with former New Jersey Senator Chris Brown, who's the founder of the Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation. And, um, Senator, uh, on behalf of the Hurley in the Morning Charity, it is our honor to once again yeah. present you with a grant in the amount of $500. Well, that is awesome. And uh, I just, as I do every time, uh, you and the people who contribute, uh, I say thank you. <clears throat> and I let you know that, you know, our scholarship foundation, uh, the members and myself, no one, uh, 99.9% of every penny that is collected goes directly towards scholarships. It will pay overhead. Yeah. So if, you know, we have to buy the mugs before yeah, we sure. sell them and things like that. Of but the reality is um, it, it is so appreciated. And, and, and it's just a reminder how, how lucky we are and how good Are the mugs is. logoed for the event? <clears throat> oh, yeah. They will. They, uh, they, I have one from every year. I know some other people have kept them. Believe it or not, I think... This may be like the thirty-first time we've done this, and and what's yeah. funny too is, do you even, notice how like the early years you you evolve? Now I have I haven't seen all thirty-one mugs, but I'll give you an example. 
we do a tea pack for the golf tournament right. it has teas and a ball marker and you know some other things in it and i look at the, and frank ballas has saved everyone as a matter of fact and has has told me that i look at the first one and i think wow we 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 grew up <laughs> it gets better and better well, we, we, when it comes to mugs, we've gotten a little lazy and we've kind of done the same, but we'll do a different color every year and maybe a logo change if somebody else is sponsoring. Do you know the year on it? Oh, yeah. Okay. Uh, each so, one has uh, a only, year. The only reason I say that is I didn't know if you kept them yeah. evergreen oh. where it just had the name of the event. You had the year. Oh, yeah. It has so a year. It'd be great. a little different every time. And and, and uh, what what is what you say about growing up? So when we started, it was, you know, the, some of the fellows I was talking about, Mike Mackler's another mm-hmm. one. I did, the names pop in the head, my head off. But we would get together, you know, get a case of beer, and we would uh, wind up uh, – Licking envelopes, filling envelopes, uh, mailing envelopes. We even put put the had a lick, or, or we, and then then we got better, and we had like a, we'd each have a wet rag, yeah, and we'd use that and see what. So and that was fine, but then everybody eventually is married, then they're starving children, and what was a yeah, we got to go do this at home, and then you go out and you have a good time with your buddies. Turned into you, you just can't. So we we have. Uh, kids now who are old enough to actually start and work with the foundation so it has been fun watching and growing with with your friends and your family and seeing something that started as an idea with a bunch of buddies turn into something that uh, 30 years yeah by the way as somebody who ran a couple of unsuccessful political campaigns uh we did have a good system we had like a nice little you could just use like a little either bowl or a little dish and you wet a sponge, right. oh, and then you just the put the envelope right. across it. You drag it right across. Okay. Then no tongue cuts and no goopy tongue glue. Well, yeah. we were smart, and it didn't take us uh, that many years, maybe two or three times of doing it, Tops, <laughs> where they actually have the – you just peel the thing off oh, the back. Oh, that's even better. And then you just – That's even better. It, like, you know, we yeah. did yeah. – I don't yeah. ever think we were that <laughs> dumb. Like, yeah, for the first three, we were that dumb, but it could have been the alcohol, too. <laughs> but, oh, um, so good. By, by, by the fourth year we figured that out. yeah that's fun it's that absolutely <laughs> fun so the uh particulars are super bowl sunday february 12th 2 to 6 p.m at doc's oyster house in atlantic city and it's really smart the way you do it you just get your ticket at the door no fuss yeah. no muss you just right you just yeah you, you just show up pay at the door and you know one of the people i left out i have to thank uh, lisa johnson who has volunteered her time and energy just as you do for the scholarship yeah, foundation every year getting the word out she's a good friend her yeah in her, her production um so that is wonderful yeah we'll, we'll mail them out and there are tickets if you want to get them they're they're like they almost look like the uh holy spirit atlantic eye kind of tickets yeah. that's why we were first trying to mimic yeah and uh but yeah you can just show up at the door it's 20 bucks a person and so, so what's the what's the vibe when you get there what is the um the whole vibe in the room and everything talk about the event sure <clears throat> well, uh, all the pregame is on the, the various TVs. And then we also have a different TV where I was fortunate. Uh, uh, my dad had collected different memorabilia. And one of the things that he uh, put together was a video of old Atlantic City Beach Patrol and South Jersey Beach Patrol. And uh, so there's those videos playing as well. 
And there's just a lot, a lot of local people. I mean, we average anywhere from 300 to 500 people uh, come through during the day. So if you're looking for a place to, to spend a half hour, an hour, or, you know, the whole afternoon, uh, it's an opportunity to get out and be amongst uh, friends and, and, and locals. And, you know, when you get the lifeguards together, the stories get uh, better every year. The waves get bigger. The uh, the guys or the girls get prettier or more handsome, and uh, the the, so the feats funny. of heroism yes. really really shoot through the roof. So if you want to just want to hear some good stories, I mean uh, one of one of my favorites was a fellow Joey Sykes. He would say that he caught a wave that was so big he saw the jitney driver shortchanging the customer on Pacific Avenue. <laughs> And that was a choice classic. But those are the kind of things. So, yeah. so the vibe is just good time, man. Be in the moment. <clears throat> enjoy your friends. Enjoy your family. Uh, have a soda. Have a beer. Uh, good food. And uh, it's the excitement of the day, too. You know, the, even if it's not your team in the Super Bowl, there's usually a buzz about who you think's going to win and how the game's going to go. And it's a lot of, you know, Frank Finney says <clears throat> over in uh, Ireland, they call a crack. And uh, that's not the drug. That's right. the conversation. Yeah. So there's good crack. I like that. You come to the scholarship uh, Super Bowl party and there's good crack for everybody. And when you get to an event like that, even though the TVs are on and stuff, I've always experienced that you don't really pay that much attention to that. You pay more attention to the company. You, you really do. It's yeah. just more. There's that low. That's more. around. You, it's, you, you see it and you look at it once in a while, but you pay more attention to the to the people. I, I would agree. Yeah. There's like a low uh, murmur, you yeah. know, that, that where you know there's that many conversations going on and, and people just smiling. How and many laughing. people usually come out? Anywhere from the, the low end will be 300 and usually average around 500 people to 600 people. It's fantastic. And it's, it's through the time period. So there's no yeah. one time where there's more than, let's say, 250 people. There's in and out people coming. But they're in and out. They come in for a half hour, an hour, see a friend, you know, tell a story, have a drink, and, and get on their way. And with the Super Bowl being pushed back to 8 o'clock, it makes it even more friendly for people to come out. Who, yeah. Like you say, so many people, they have traditions. They have parties at their house, or they go over their friend's house. Or You can make that that you stop by here as part of your day, but you still have plenty of time to do what you're doing. Yeah. I think it's great. Let's, I, let's yeah. take our final break. We're going to be sure. right back much more uh, with Chris Brown. Also, we'll get into... Um, I'm not going to ask Chris to name every person that's ever gotten a scholarship, but let's talk about the scholarships and when you make a contribution to the Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation, what you do with it. Because I know that after so many years, you added another component to the and we wrote about it in the article that we have up on the digital platform of WPG Talk Radio 95.5. And then I know you added another component to it. So we'll talk about I, – I just always think – and I know you're this way too. I'd love to let people know when they make a contribution where it's going. Absolutely. Uh, we'll talk about that yes. when we come back. Mark Levin. But I'm sick and tired of America being treated like it's not the land of opportunity. Oh, woe is me. They're holding me back. Everybody with a chip on their shoulder. Nobody's holding you back. Maybe you're just a damn loser. Mark Levin, weeknights at 6 on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're investing. Hi, it's Mark Levin. Join me this evening at 6. Now back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Great one. Welcome back. In case you haven't heard the news, I've heard it on two fronts. Uh, Personally, I've heard it. 
because we've got family at the airport right now. They were two minutes before taking off and found out that um, the FAA has ordered all flights grounded until 9 a.m. this morning. I don't have any um, official word. It, it could be a, um, a computer issue. I'm not exactly sure um, what the story was. And my daughter just wrote me again. We were so close. Two minutes from taking <laughs> off. Uh, and, and if you're in the air, you would be in the air and right. you, you know, you'd right, get you know. to where you're going. Interesting. I was looking at Fox News for a minute and it was showing the uh, Orlando. Uh, actually, it wasn't Orlando International Airport. Or is the name? This says Orlando Sanford Airport. Is that a second, or is that just the more formal name? It might be for more because it looks like I don't see them having two airports yeah, in One Orlando International. I'm looking at the um, the photo, and it looks familiar to me. I've been there many, many times, as I know you have been, Senator. We are visiting with uh, former New Jersey Senator Chris Brown, uh, who's doing great work uh, for the state of New Jersey uh, as we speak. And we're here this morning to talk about Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation. So who gets scholarships? How's it work? Well, uh, you fill out an application, you, you send it in, the committee reviews it. Uh, but I can tell you that uh, we, we basically I don't think we've ever not given a scholarship to somebody who's filled out the application and, and asked for one. But what we look for is obviously financial need and on top of that uh, academic ability but uh, part of the thing that made my father interesting was uh, he wasn't the greatest rower and he wasn't the greatest swimmer, but uh, he was a good person who worked hard at things. So we don't necessarily need the, the, the child who's applying for a scholarship to be at the top of their class or submit these outstanding grades. If they're a hard worker and they have the, the desire and the determination and obviously the family might have the financial need, that that's really all it takes. And uh, do you ever do something <clears throat> where you you give somebody a grant for their freshman year and you stay with them for all four years? That's one of the things we've spoken about. We haven't actually done that yet. I enjoy <clears throat> doing that. Well, you really, I, I yeah, I hear you because you feel even more of an impact. And they actually <clears throat> then know because I've heard it. Those listening, you'd be amazed how many students will tell you that $500 and $1,000 grants, how that made it possible for them to go to college. Yeah. And then if they know they have it, I'm not telling you how to do your business, but if they know they have it coming each year, it really takes a lot of heat off. It does. And and it is a, a, a something that people have thought through and, and we're still trying to work yeah. on. So and of course you can make the case you can help more people if you individualize it. So it's all, you know, it's... it's no, either one makes yeah. sense. The, the tricky part is since we only do one fundraiser a year and we only charge $20 yeah. at the door, yeah. there, we're limited yeah. in, in and we don't like to say no name by. So like this yeah. year we wound up giving out 11 scholarships. Uh, one of them, for example, eleven um, at at what at amount? thousand dollars. So it's eleven thousand nice. dollars. Give it through a w one event. Yeah. That, that was able to yeah. to do that because we don't have. So, well, we we are working to transfer money in and and build the account. But for the most part, every year if we raise ten thousand, we can give ten. If yeah, we raise eleven, do. we give eleven. Yeah. And that's, then we're on a shoestring as we head into the Super Bowl party. But uh, one of the people this year, for example. Uh, back in, uh, what, what, what did we say, 1992, when we had our first uh, uh, event, 
Uh, Joe McDevitt was very helpful, and he helped me uh, select, and the committee select, some scholarship recipients. And that was in 1993. Uh, you know, 30 years later, his uh, uh, daughter received a scholarship this year, and, and my good friend and good friend of Joe McDevitt, uh, Jim Curcio, our surrogate, presented it. And it was it a... Was, uh, Heartwarming to me to be able to to see how this organization that we started a long time ago on a shoestring with just some friends and a case of beer, thirty uh, some years later has awarded uh, close to half a million dollars and 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 we're just the conduit that money comes from people like you, Ari, and your listeners and people are just kind enough to uh, support a local a local scholarship. You're called you're called <clears throat> and we are too. It's you're a pass through. Yeah, which and I say that in, in, in an endearing, polite way. That's the whole point. You raise the money and you give out the grants. Exactly. Now you do uh, additional things beyond just the scholarships, though, right? Hasn't it evolved? Well, that's true. Uh, one of the things that we believe it's a great opportunity is preserve the memory of of some other wonderful people in in our uh, communities. So. Uh, somebody who initially took us under his wing, another radio guy like you, Harry, Sonny Schwartz. And Sonny was I knew awesome. Sonny well. We worked at the press together, too. Sonny was awesome. He was like, stay out of the posse, y'all. He, was, it's so he, ran, he ran out of his condo, man. He, out of his that was condo. His, he didn't get out much. I don't he, want to get into why, but right, you was, know why. You think, yeah, but... He, yeah. So yeah. he was a night owl, too. Yes. So you know, I'm young and I'm working two jobs and trying to get things done. And, and Sonny'd want you to stay there and talk with him like two in the morning. Like, Sonny, I can't. But then sadly, we, we lost him in, in, in 1998. And uh, his wonderful wife and his, his son and his daughter, uh, I spoke with and out of our relationship. And the committee agreed that'd be wonderful. We expanded to honor the memory of Sonny Schwartz. And sadly, uh, years, uh, a couple of years later in 1999 uh, uh, or 2000, uh, we got to know uh, Claire Fox, been, who is just such a wonderful human being. And in speaking with Claire, uh, I learned more about Billy Fox, her, her son, who was a police officer in Atlantic City and sadly had passed. And so to honor uh, Billy and his memory, we're able to once again expand the foundation to honor the Fox family and Claire and, and all that they've done. And again, sadly, we had a, we lost another police officer in the line of duty, uh, Thomas McMeekin. And Tom actually received a scholarship from our foundation when he was in college and uh, later graduated and went on to uh, be a policeman with the Atlantic City Police Department with a family that has a long, proud history of public service through the police department and sadly uh, passed. So we expanded, and it's it's an honor to whether it's the McMeekins, the Moonies, the Foxes, the Schwartzes. Uh, it's just great to, to be able to touch those families as well and remember their loved ones. And the most recent one, and Harry, this is one I believe that you will know and love, Russell Smith. Smitty. We lived on the same street for about 15 years. Uh, Sacramento Avenue. Wasn't he all? And he bled red, white, and blue. Uh, He loved his local VFW. I I got to stand corrected. 
We <laughs> lived for about – it was about 13 or 14 years on Sacramento Avenue. Then we moved to Lafayette Avenue, yeah. and he moved – it wasn't literally Lafayette, but if you went down Lafayette Avenue – and just made a little bit of a right turn the way their home was positioned. I don't know if that's Wyoming or because I'm a little rusty on that right. right now. But we so we lived on basically almost the same street for about 30 years almost. Well, then, you know, as better as well as anybody. He was badge <clears throat> 101. Yeah, yeah. At the Ventnor Police Department. Yeah, yeah. That's just who he was. And I knew he, him since I was, well, I was going to say 18 when Don became a policeman. But actually, he used to come into the school. Well, that's he did on that Veterans up Day. until he passed. Yeah, and and we stayed in contact. I talked to Russ not long before he passed away. Yeah, and then so and matter of fact, I'll just say this, yeah. and and I'll risk if Joyce or any of the family are listening because I don't like to say personal conversations. But he called me because he knew he was not going to be here much longer, and he just wanted to tell me. You know, he was he was a rough, rough type of like World War II type of mentality, oh, yeah. but but he really was a sensitive, pure, beautiful man. So he literally called me to tell me that he loved me, thanked me for all the different times that we had together, uh, and basically telling me that it might be the last time that we would speak. That's what kind of guy he was. <clears throat> well, so now the foundation, when somebody contributes – they're also honoring Russ's I love that. Uh, memory, and for the family, and 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 for all the good work that that Russ has done throughout his life. So those are some of the expansions that that we've made. And when you look uh, at uh, some of the people from Jack Bradley and Pat McGann, Judge Rim, uh, we've had uh, Mr. Rush. Uh, the, the list goes on and on. Legends. Le- yeah, who, who who have contributed and been part of it. And, you know, when you start off and it's all brand new, it's just like kind of all brand new. But when you look back, like, holy mackerel, we've been doing this for 30 years. Isn't that hard and to believe? It is. Harry, it's hard to believe I have a child who's 26 years old, 24 and 22. I don't know how that happened. You know, but we're blessed in many different ways. We're still breathing. Right. Our oh, hearts yeah. Pounding. Now, I'm, I, I consider us contemporaries yes. about the same age. So I, it's so, not a can yeah. you top this. Can you believe, because I said this to Chris yeah. during two breaks ago, that this February... Margie and I will have a 40-year-old. Well, you robbed the cradle. You probably <laughs> should be in jail down <laughs> south somewhere. Something in the yeah, bath isn't yeah, right. Something right? about that's not right. Judge Roy Moore here. Yeah, something, <laughs> something about that. God bless your wife. You know, It was you all know, legal. In, in, I, as you're a an ca- attorney. As a you Catholic, <laughs> we have saints, and uh, your wife is a saint. She, she definitely qualifies. Uh, you know, she should be on the medal. Uh, and and yeah. people should wear her yes. image around. Put her in neck. the car. Yes, hang her from oh, the mirror. Without that, and on the dash. Without that. Closing minute. Closing yes, comment. Uh, well, just uh, full of gratitude and thanks uh, to you, Harry, to Pleasure. your listeners, to the families in Atlanta County for the opportunity to serve. Uh, we're also blessed, and remember, every morning when you get up, you can either tell yourself, "Ah, oh, nothing goes my way," or you can say, "Hey." 
I got it made, and today's going to be a great day. And then turn on early in the morning. And it, absolutely, because yes. that will brighten your day even more. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to visit again with Chris, whether it's in studio, you're always welcome, or call in uh, as we get closer to the event to keep giving you a nice push. That's wonderful. Okay. That's wonderful. Thank you, and thank you for having me. Always a pleasure. The event, the Chief Arthur R. Brown Jr. Memorial Scholarship Foundation Super Bowl pre-party, Super Bowl Sunday, February 12th at Doc's Oyster House in Atlantic City, 2 p.m. to 6 p.m. Tickets are being sold at the door. Come out and support the students and all the local charities that Chris talked about. Senator, always an honor to present you. Yes, sir. Thank you, and have a great day. Jim Alamut is next. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. It's five minutes past the hour. Of course, this hour is brought to us by Jim Malamut and Green Tree Mortgage. And we're also brought to you by Perfect Basement. If you're dealing with an issue, if you see things that just don't look right, maybe you see cracks in your foundation. And we're not certified to know if are they superficial cracks. Are they the type of situation where there could be foundation damage? If you have water, sometimes, and it's happened during some of these big storms where people who don't even usually get water in their basement or crawl space wind up getting water in their basement or crawl space. Uh, I ask you to do as I would do, knock on wood. I haven't had any flooding uh, as of late. We did have a major uh, flooding incident almost, what, 20-some years ago. Kirk and Nancy know all about that. But turn to Perfect Basement. You can reach Brian and his great team at perfectbasement.com. If you have water in your basement or in your crawl space, they can take care of everything. They are fantastic to work with, and you'll love dealing with Brian and his team. Perfectbasement.com. That's perfectbasement.com. And I mentioned just a moment ago, this hour is presented by Jim Alamut and Green Tree Mortgage. Jim, welcome to your program. Harry, thanks for having me. Always great to be here. So good to see you. Uh, did, did you um, did you hear the news that every flight in America is grounded I right now? I saw that this morning. Until um, 9 o'clock this morning. It's funny. I, I just went to Florida. My, my kids are at the airport. They were yeah, two minutes brutal. from taking off. I heard. I, I, was, I, I went to Florida Christmas Eve. Some and, of my kids, I should say. And my flight was delayed five hours on the way there. And on the way home, I left. I came back on New Year's Day. It was canceled. Well, so, you were part of that terrible weather thing, it, and you actually just, did better than many. I know. It was just a crazy time. And uh, unfortunately, the airline, they have major issues. You know, they cannot get enough staffing. You know, that, that's it, the, incidentally, the issue. because this is radio and not the television version, it's not the early in the evening television program that we used to have for, for uh, a good, good run. <laughs> uh, Jim Malamut is wearing a beautiful wicking t-shirt and we try to change the color all the time this was the year that we did purple with the t- the very tasteful but small nice white logo left breast location 
Aren't they comfortable t-shirts? It's very comfortable. I, I, I love threw, those I, t-shirts. I was running a little late this morning. I apologize because my kids. Well, nobody you know, would have known. You were here on time. I, I was here on time, but I was like, you know, a minute late yeah. than I like to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, just my kids and, and traffic and the crossing guards. You hit everything. So I, I just, it was one of those mornings. But, you know, I, I listened to Chris Brown an hour before and he motivated me a little bit. Wasn't you know? that great? He's just a, you know, for somebody who's been in politics for as long as he has to be as positive and, you know, it's, it shows you there are some true leaders out there. They don't do it for the glory. Um, they're doing it because they really want to make the, the place, you know, a community better. And Chris is one of those guys. And then you could just hear it in his voice. And, and he's just, uh, you know, a genuine person. So. Well, you think about it and you were raised the same way. When you see who raised the boy. Right. You, 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 Chief Arthur Brown was a beautiful man. And he was all about public service. Chris Brown, all about public service, military service. Sure. His children following in his footprints, in his footsteps uh, as well. Then he got in and then on his own terms, he got out. Yep. He did it the right way. I would say a lot of respect for him. Yeah. And like I said, you can just hear it in his voice and yeah. he's just a very good guy. Exactly. So I just want to make sure you want to support out. his charity, which yeah, just, just, uh, Chris exactly. is going to get a few phone calls because I've talked to a few people that want to step up and help support. That's why we love to do the segments. We we do segments. I know that Gilda's yeah. is very, very near and dear to you. Notice I didn't say Gilda's Club. Yeah, can- I know it's, cancer support community. I know it's a long name now. Yep. It's all good. Uh, I was there last night for a meeting. We got a lot going on there. They're doing a great job and um, we're actually having an event now. Next month, yeah, have you heard of the Squares and Fair guy, the pizza in EHT? I know the whole deal. You know, so I mean, this 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 guy's the real deal, and I, I'm not trying to hype it up, but that that pizza is, I, I think it's the best pizza around now. I, I really mean that. And it's a little bit mystifying, so I think it's smart. You know, when you set something up that's a little bit mysterious, yeah. There's he has a business model that is very cool. And again, so last night was his his drop where you can get on the schedule for next month. You know, he only releases a hundred pizzas a month basically. Okay. And then you get on his schedule. He, the, the hundred pizzas sold out in three minutes. Okay. And that's how good it is. Um, there, he has 5,000 plus followers on Instagram and he's going to come do a pizza event at Gilda's club next month. Wow. Um, where he's going to give out slices for, we're going to have a raffle ticket where he will come to your house and make pizzas at your house for one night. Whoa. So you're going to wrap, it'll be a raffle ticket, a slice of pizza and a glass of wine for 25 bucks. Um, and I'll be on February 24th next month. So that is smart. It's going to be great. He, he has a family member touched by cancer recently. So he's, you know, all in on, on our mission. And, um, you know, that's what it's all about at the end of the day. We're supporting people with cancer and, and their lives and then making sure that they have somewhere to go when, when they're at their worst. So, you know, it's, uh, it's all positive today. And I'm trying to stay positive. You know, the, I don't want to talk about housing because that's, that hasn't been so positive, Harry. You know, so I'm trying to stay positive here on my first segment of the show. But I will tell you, because I know people in the business, deals are still getting done. They're getting done. You know, if we want to shift into housing, um, they're, they're getting done. It's just slower. You know, that's my honest assessment. You know, it's like a seesaw. We went from, you know, being so crazy to the other end now where it's it's a lot slower. And, and to me, you know, I look back, it's it's kind of normal. You know, if you look back on January, February, things If you didn't have the, 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 the rearview mirror of the insanity that was going on, yep. it wouldn't... It wouldn't feel so yeah. crazy. But, you know, it's definitely slower overall you know if you look at housing and 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 the real problem is inventory yes you know if you again so i I live in linwood i always look at linwood housing just to see what's going on if you go on realtor.com 
right now, there's 44 houses or land for sale. Out of the 44... Uh, you're just saying Linwood. Just, the, just yes. today. Linwood. So 44 houses or land for sale. 14 are pending. Four, four land sales. So now you're you're like twenty-six. Exactly, twenty-six. Now those twenty-six, I would bet half of them have probably been on the market for over a year. Wow. You know, and that's the problem right now is there's no inventory, and this is everywhere. You know, this isn't just Linwood. This is a problem everywhere. I I remember there was a time we talked you and I, and I know you're familiar with Ocean City for a lot of reasons. Uh, There was a time where there was one rental, one property available. It's crazy. Now what? What's the answer to that? Are we forever? How do you work through having no inventory? And and, and how we talked about it a year ago, it, this takes time. It's not going to be an overnight problem. You know, this is going to take years to fix. And um, we're in like the fifth inning of it, in my opinion. You know, we're, we're we're halfway there. We're not close to getting it done. And it, what what happens? You know, the market's normalizing right now. You know, you kind of see it. It was a seller's market for a year and a half, and and they controlled things. That things are shifting now to the normal. You know, it's, it's buyers and sellers both have a little control. And um, it's just that's that's how things normalize. And, and it will eventually lead to more inventory, but it happens slowly. And, and the real problem is, Harry, is sellers have no re- reason to list their house. Um, where are they going to go? You know, they are paying 3%, 4% interest rate. They don't want to pay a higher interest rate to go somewhere else and pay a higher mortgage. So there's no motivation for sellers right now. Um, you know, the, the buyers out there are mostly first-time buyers. You don't have as much selling and buying at the same time. You know, there's still some of it. Don't get me wrong, but it has gone down significantly. Yeah. And, um, and I, I keep asking the question as a layperson because it's easy for me to just say, hey, there's no inventory. And I keep asking, not you, you've given great answers every time we've talked about it. When you have no inventory, what other than building additional homes, is that a forever problem? But I don't want to say that because that sounds I mean, it, ridiculous. So again, in, in Linwood, I've seen probably I think four of those new listings are new construction. And then they just locked down yeah. three lots on Shore Road. You know, they're, 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 they are going to build some new so houses to I'm, fix that I'm problem. I'm just Linwood, a layperson, but that's, but that's, that's not everywhere. Like the way. Um, and there's some places where you don't have, yeah, you know, like you take like Ventnor or any of these other communities, there's not a lot of raw land to, exactly. to build that's, new developments or homes. It's going to take be- time. Here's what I believe. Tell me if, if, if you buy into this. This is COVID-19 pandemic driven. Yeah. We had inventory. But during the pandemic, this area became so desirable. People from New York and Philadelphia, they started buying and renting here because it was more civilized COVID than it was in other more densely populated areas. Is that what happened? I think that was the the start, you know, definitely the start. You know, we had a normal market prior to COVID and then that was the start of the boom and um and, and it hasn't stopped. You know, the, the, there was a nice frenzy for a while when rates were so low, the borrowing costs were so low. It made sense to move or buy a second home because you could afford it. Now you can't. And that's really what it comes down to, Harry's affordability. So um, I, I do, you know, to talk about interest rates a little bit. They have come down, you know, over the last three to four months from the, their peak. You know, we're down to the low, lower sixes, um, I would say, as of yesterday. And... Um, I truly believe, you know, if, if you said, you know, put on your, your, your prediction cap here, I, I do think they're going lower. You know, I don't think they're going higher anymore. I think we... We hit the high point, you think. I, I personally... Although the Fed is being a little bit hard to predict, 
like they're going to still be raising interest rates. Right. I, I, and they might. I, I just think But I think overall, they're going to raise them at like 25 basis points. Exactly. Not gonna, 50 and 75. I think we've reached the peak of inflation um, and that's you know slowing. Now, it's not going as slow as people want it to go, but it's definitely slowing down. And um, you, know, you can just feel it, I think, in, in housing. You can feel it everywhere that, that inflation is calming down a little bit. And I think rates will calm down even more. It's just rates don't go down slowly. Or actually, they don't go down fast. They go down slowly. Yeah. So it's going to take a little bit more time. But I think, you know, mid-year, we're going to be high fives. Let me uh, fill everybody in. You probably have picked up on this. I found out even before Fox News reported it because uh, one of Margie and my daughters uh, is at the airport. And they were two minutes from taking off. The flight was going to take off at around 730 and literally two minutes before they were going to take off, uh, the FAA announced that every flight in America is grounded until 9 a.m. this morning. One, two sources, actually. Uh, the one source had minimal information. One had something very specific, but I'm not sure uh, who the source is. It's someone that has my private cell phone, uh, and they're not telling me who they are. So I've asked who they are before I would even consider sharing the information. They did not uh, write me back who they are. So I told them that I can't, you know, even consider using the information until you let me know who you are. I got to know who I'm dealing with. Uh, but the information that was provided was very interesting and it was believable, but I, I, I can't trust it at this point. So we'll keep you posted. Also, I, I've been in, con- I should say they've been in contact with me since Jim has been broadcasting. Uh, Fox News has also texted me. I'm on standby to potentially do some work for them later today because of the airlines. You have to understand a two hour delay isn't just your flight that was leaving at six o'clock in the morning or seven thirty in the morning. It ripples. There's a huge backlog all day long. Oh, yeah. Uh, and we're going to be flying uh, Friday morning. It'll be, I'm sure, OK uh, by then, then, I hope. But um you just don't know. I mean, it just seems like we're living in times where stuff we never heard of seems to happen. I know. And, and you know what? I accept we this, by the way, I'm going to say this much. This appears to be a communication issue, but I don't want to go any further than that. I, again, I, I don't know what's going on. I, I heard it was a computer issue e- either way. But it feels pilots like- need to be able to see certain things. So it is a computer. That's what I read. It is a communication type thing. To me, there's no other industry in the world that has you by the, you know, you know, I want to say the word, but they have you by and you can't do anything. But forever, but forever, though, it was automatic. I know. Like a little delay maybe here or there. I mean, you now I'll be honest with you. I have to build because I've got a lot of people counting on me uh, and we program the station and all that. I build an extra day in now. I, I, I can't I trust that I can get home. I don't enjoy traveling at this yeah. point. I really don't. And my wife knows it. I, I, I let her know. because I, I, it's, it's not fun for me when we're yeah. sitting in an airport for six hours trying to figure out, okay, are we going to get there or not? Do we have to get on another flight or yeah. not? And then you try to go to the spirit line. There's 50 people in line. By the time you actually yeah. get to the counter, everybody's got on a flight and you're, yeah. you're stuck. Yeah. So it's just a nightmare of traveling and I, I don't enjoy it. And um, it, it used, used to, to be, be so dependable. It used to be dependable. It used to be a fun experience. Yeah. And in the last couple of years, I really just don't enjoy it as much. Break time with Jim Malamut. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Special. Markley, Van Camp, and Robbins this afternoon at 1. 
Now, Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're back. Uh, it is 21 minutes past the hour. Jim Malamut, yours truly, Hurley in the morning. It's Jim Malamut's Green Tree Mortgage monthly radio program. Uh, so you traveled during the whole holiday yes. situation that Which was I, going on. I, I, at the time, I said I'm never going to do again. Because every year you hear about these cancellations yeah. and delays and just – I don't. And the weather can just absolutely crush you too. Exactly. And, and our issue was we traveled that Saturday morning when it was like 9 degrees. So the biggest issue is the staffing. Again, these, these airlines don't have staffing. You get there and you're waiting for somebody to come from another flight. And it used to just be like the same staff was just – you know you, they stayed yeah. on that same flight. But now it's like you have these people coming from all different flights – we got delayed two hours for a staffing guy. Then we get on the plane, and they start the plane, and a check engine light comes on. Oh. So we all have to deplane. They check all the systems. And it was because it was 9 degrees. It was so cold, like, the computer basically froze up. They had to, like, restart the computer. Everything was fine. But five hours later, we like left. Apollo 13. Yeah. The five, movie. Exactly. Five hours later, we got to Florida, which, again, that was actually not that bad, looking back on it. But the part is, they have you. There's no other industry where you sit there for five hours and waste your time and energy where you can go into something else where you can't like leave. You have to stay there and wait. And it's just that's what I think bothers people. It's like, why can't I leave and come back and and, and do you guys do a better job communicating? And, and why is it at the last second it gets canceled? Why and, can't and you cancel it two hours before? It's be, like, well, because they the, want you there. They want you. It's because, they want and, you and, and honestly, it's because these issues pop up at the last second that are causing these problems. But it's like. It's just such a bad industry. Yeah. It's such a bad business. It's I, I feel bad for people that work in that industry because everybody is just down now. Here, here's here's my take on it. I can't disagree, and it's very frustrating to everyone, but it's like everything else. Our systems, like our electrical grid, our, all of our systems are – it's like tripwire. We're like – like if it snows, they're screwed yeah. because they only have so many flight crews – so many pilots. You know the term timed out, a pilot that has yeah, flown too exactly. much. Yep. So then they have to take a break for a certain number of days even. Sometimes everything works unless you have one fly in the ointment, a bad snowstorm in, in a part of the country, and then it is just a ripple effect of hell. Yeah, and it just seems like they – A lot of it not their fault. Right. And again, I think the biggest issue right now is just staffing. You know, if they, if they could get more staffing, they could probably get ahead of a lot of these issues. But they're so behind on the staffing due to the, you know, a lot, a lot of issues over the last couple of years. And um, that, that I think that's the, the biggest challenge, unfortunately, for them. So if you were on the 730 flight today going from ACY to Florida, your your departure time was 730 and it would have been on time. Right. They were ready to go. And then the FAA ordered every every flight in america to be grounded until 9 a.m that is now an estimate i just got notification sent to me that is now 9 45 right and i will say this in this day and age if you only miss a couple of hours count it like a win exactly. i hate to say that because if you're two and a half hours late for an appointment somebody's going to think you're not a good business person right uh but i almost i we're, i think we're I don't know what the term is, desensitized or programmed to think, well, it could have been canceled. So I don't mind. All right. So I was going to get in by 930. Now I'll get in by 12 noon or 1130. Uh, I'll take that. I'll take that as a win. It, it's a, so, Harry, again, it, 
I, I my flight got canceled, so I had to go book another flight yeah. when I was there. And um, I, I have emailed Spirit to get my money back for the original flight, and I still haven't heard from it. It's been like probably two weeks. And, and they, they in the email back, they, they write automatically, you know, get an automatic email as soon as you send that email, is we have up to 30 days to get back to you. And it just again, they they just don't have enough staffing, and this is everywhere at HR and in in the planes and the in the cock, you know, in the on, on the um, the guys with the lights. Yeah. There's just not enough staffing everywhere, and they have barely enough if nothing goes wrong. That's the challenge. Exactly. Yeah, I'll tell you what I so. did. I did, and I'm a big fan of Spirit Air. I've written about them on the yeah, on the, I am too on the platform. I remain a big fan. I'm a Spirit Air nine dollar Fair Club member. Uh, I've never said this publicly, but I had something very, very wrong done to me. During COVID-19, we had an entire vacation canceled. Disney World was canceled. Right. So Spirit Air was great about it. You could either get a credit or you could get your money back. Sure. Like a a chump. I thought, you know, everybody is asking for their money back and it's got to be crushing to them because they have – you know, expenses and they're not having revenue because you can't fly because you can't vacation. So I said, like a chump, I'll take a credit. They gave me a credit that actually expired before, not before I could use it. It actually expired previous to getting it. Right. Are you following me? Yeah, exactly. Yep. So then I called and I said, look, this, I don't want to have a problem here. I'm not going until here, but you look at this. I got a credit on this date. But my credit died before I could even use it. I said, I don't mind if you said a year from now, even six months from now. I said, I did something nice for you. Do you know, to this day, I still was not able to resolve that. And it was a substantial, it was a four figure beat down. And that's, and I got beat for that. Right. And and that's my issue is with these airlines that they just don't have the servicing for as bad as it is it just i don't know it feels like you're dealing with you know like with the utility companies like comcast like that's what the airlines have become and it's just uh it's just sad because there's good people when you're there you know and it's feel, and you feel bad for these people that are thrown you know at basically you know thrown to the wolves oh can you imagine you know? how terrible that is what right. they have to deal with and, the, and i guess i feel bad for them because have you they're noticed, not getting paid for how, how much they i'm really serious about with. this have you noticed and and it's this, I think it's an evol- societal evolution thing. There's fights on planes. There's fights in airports. I mean, it's we're evolving in a very dangerous way. I think it, people have no patience and for anything. No, right. And when you go to these places and you see, you know, a lot of people live in their own world and they have no, you know, care for other people. And you get even more, you know, fed up and and pissed off, and you're, you know, I need to get on this plane and get home. And then when things go wrong and you expect to get home and you're not home, you just lose it. And and people lose it at the airport. And and that's where, unfortunately, I, I, that's why I think you have it because you have like you just people just get to their 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 straw breaks at the airport and yeah. and they let it all go. Even though I got beat and it's totally unacceptable, especially you know how many times I fly um, a year, I still love Spirit Air. I, I, I've had very good. Again, we we genu- yeah we generally have very good experiences. Right, like today I, is I love going from Atlantic City 
Sure. You know, I That's cross my, when I'm in Orlando coming back, I cross my fingers a little bit. It's the best, but coming home from West Palm, that was my issue. They only had one flight a day. Yeah. You know, so I was coming home on New Year's. They didn't have another flight, and that was a Sunday. They didn't have another flight till Wednesday. So I had to go drive to Orlando just to get home on Monday or else my kids was going to miss three days of school. So it was like, I did that drive. It's not terrible, no, but it's it was a few fun. hours. It was fun. I got to yeah. see my mom again. again. Yeah. There's worse things in the world than having to get canceled and stay in Florida for an extra yeah. day. Yeah. But um, – you know, it, it just. But there it, are people that have to get back. That's what I'm saying. I mean, you, you, you have some jobs. flexibility. Exactly. There's you know. just so there's so yeah. little dependability, and it's very difficult to fly anymore. That's all I'm going to say. So, you know, back back to housing, I guess. <laughs> After the halftime break. Halftime. All right. Okay. Sounds good. Twenty nine minutes past the hour with Jim Malamut, and then if you don't mind, how about the last segment you and I review? Super Wild Card Weekend. All right. That Would you works. do that with me? Yeah, sure. And we'll talk about who's going to do what. We'll actually Housing's put, boring right now, so we'll we put down. Football. We'll put down who's going to win. I'll give my I'll picks. Know, all right. You'll I'll give you my yours. Super Bowl picks. I don't know if I'll be here. I, I have my Super Bowl pick. Nice. You know who's going to be in Super Bowl, don't you? I'm, I'm guessing the Eagles. Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. That's your Super Bowl. I got Eagles-Bills, so we're close. It's very close. Uh, and look. If the Bills do it, they got to beat Kansas City on a neutral playing field. Right. I had kind of calculated that I thought Kansas City would pull off the um, the number one seed and that Buffalo, that the winner of that game would be the team that was the home team. That's how close I think they are. Right. That They're... the home field would be the difference. Yeah. Now on a neutral field, I know both teams travel well. Did you see Buffalo in uh, Las Vegas? Yeah. The entire stadium was they, Buffalo. They, exactly. Yeah. It was crazy. They will travel very well. Yeah. But you don't know how they're going to set the tickets up, though, and stuff. <laughs> Who knows where it's going to be? Exactly. I'm picking, I'm predicting, and again, weather could have been a factor, but I, I'm predicting they'll pick a dome I, I was stadium. thinking New Orleans myself. That, that would be my good. Prediction. That would be good. Yeah. All right. We'll be right back. A lot to talk about. This is the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network. And it's Harry Hurley with three stories you can follow right now on the WPG Talk Radio 95.5 app. A federal judge has preserved a sort of status quo. They've preserved the concealed carry gun right because the legislation uh, that the New Jersey legislature and the governor signed uh, appears to be out of step with the Supreme Court decision. We'll see how that goes because the case continues. New Jersey, are you ready for a federal ban on gas stoves? Sounds preposterous, doesn't it? From the Town Square, New Jersey Info and Weather Network, I'm Chief Meteorologist Dan Zero. Same story, different day here. We do have some peaks of sun across South Jersey this morning, but lots of clouds expected through this afternoon. It'll be cool and calm, high temperature 44 degrees. Spotty showers and fog may come into play tonight, low 37. And tomorrow, cloudy with occasional showers and drizzle. Our high shoots for 55. Steadier, heavier rain is likely from tomorrow night into early Friday morning. Get weather 24-7 wherever you are. Download our free mobile app today. Hi, Comfort Bob. For years, Comfort Now. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 FM and 1450 AM. Download every Hurley in the Morning program as a podcast on the WPG Talk Radio app. Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you and welcome back. 36 minutes past the hour. All right, Jim Malamut, in this segment, you're going to actually talk about housing. <laughs> well... You know, so 
in in housing right now, I want to talk about um, credit reports, you know, collection accounts. And there's a big change that happened starting January 1st. So I want people to be aware of it. If you have a medical collection account and it's less than $500, it should be automatically deleted from your credit report. So, um, you know, if, if these are issues that you've had, you want to go check your credit report and see if they've been deleted. If not, you want to contact the credit bureaus to make sure they are deleted. And um, if you've paid a collection account that was a medical account, that should automatically come off now. So um, two good news for people with medical issues in the past, you know, you can clear these things up and it won't hurt your credit as, you know, at all anymore. So um, big things there. Unfortunately, um, you know, collection accounts still have a big effect if you, you know, a, let's say a credit card that went bad or a charged off um, a car, you know, repossession, something like that. Those things aren't going anywhere. And, and those things have major effects on your, on your scores. So, um, you know, it's funny how I, I get calls all the time where people are scared about an inquiry on their credit report. But, you know, the inquiries have such a little impact that like um, one point usually. Exactly. As long as you don't run your credit 30 times in 30 days, these inquiries really aren't going to impact your scores. But if you, um, you know, go late or, or, you know, have a collection account, this is what crushes you. So, and it can for years. For years, exactly. So, is it a, a collection account is still like seven years after it's paid? Yeah, or reported. So it's, 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 it's something like I that. I think it's after just, it's paid. It has a, it stays on there for a long time. So you really want to avoid. And one collection will drop your score like over 100 points. Oh, yeah. Huge. It has a huge One impact. late pay can be 40, 50, 60 points. Yep. It's devastating. Devastating. And I, say, and I see people, you know, business owners who sometimes get, you know, like, oh, that bill, I, I, that wasn't me. I'm not paying that. But end of the day for 300 bucks, you know, you don't want this effect in your credit for the rest of your life. So yeah. I, I would always advise trying to pay that any bill that's going to go on your credit um, before it gets there. Because once it's on your credit, trying to get it off is a nightmare. It's not an easy process. So, again, I would do your best to avoid any collection at any time. Really, really important advice. Uh, I think that news about hospital bills, you remember years ago – it wouldn't matter what your bill was. And they have a really strong lobby and they got with the people that can make things happen. And because it used to be people didn't pay their hospital bills because it had no negative impact in your life. Right. Didn't affect your credit score. No problem. So then it got to the point where even if you thought you made a copay or maybe you did make a poke, uh, uh, make a copay and they made a mistake, then they report you. Next thing you know, you know, late payment current now, you know, 60 or 30, whatever. And that crushes you. So that limit that you cited is reasonable because if you owe a lot, the hospital shouldn't get stiffed. Yeah, but if it's just bucks. a little bit. It doesn't crush you on your credit score. I think it's a good resolution. I think it's again, it's a positive step. You know, it's yeah. no, nothing's ever perfect, but five hundred dollars is a good number for now. Um, I would love to see it be a thousand because I think in yeah. today's world, you know, how much for, for cost of medical, you end up spending. Oh, if you go any any emergency plus, room visit, but, yeah, even some people's copay and and it, w- with deductibles now. That's what I'm saying. It's really so. It's probably yeah. should be you know my honest answer probably should be a thousand, but I'll make the rules, Harry. You know, but but it does help though if it's things like a couple of copays, right? Because that shouldn't crush you. Exactly. So again, it's a positive step. You know, if if Jim Malmet made the rules, you'd only have three credit scores. You wouldn't have thirty thousand credit scores. 
And that's my biggest gripe in the world. It that, is crazy. Yeah, there's still these models. And, and, and now what, what's, I don't call it crazy, but Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, they're going to start accepting the other model. Okay. So for, you know, my whole mortgage oh, wow. career, we've only accepted the FICO model. Okay, and so I now can, they're going to take the Vantage one or whatever it's called. Again, so this is you know in the last sixty days they've, they've said that they've come out with you know we're going to eventually allow you know lenders to use Vantage score as well as FICO and basically and, and it looks like to me they're going to make you get both eventually. It, it's really confusing. I mean, so, for example, if a car dealership wants to sell you a car, they typically run just one of the credit bureaus. It could be I, you never know yep. which one, but it, you know whatever they use one of those. Then other people are using the Vantage score. And then others are using this. You're right. It's just what I don't understand is something so important as your credit score is handled by these private companies. It doesn't make sense. And it's it's these are pro these are for profit companies. Yeah. Um. And you know we it's un, again if it was up to me. I hate government regulation, but I really think there needs to be more of it with the credit. I think they just need to maybe take it over and then have it. Right, you know, dumb to the government. I only have one credit. You get, you get, you know, you have three credit bureaus, but you know, you only have one score. You don't have one score when you go to the mortgage company. One score when you go to the car company, and and you shouldn't be able to go on an experience and see ten different scores. Because you, you guys in the mortgage business, you use what's called the middle score, right? Well, we're using the middle of the three bureaus. Of the three. So it's like you know, again, high and low get thrown out, and you take the middle, right? And which is fair, but if if you have ten different scores with ten different bureaus, it just doesn't make. That's where it gets confusing, and, and, and not all report to all the bureaus. So your Equifax. Could be different than TransUnion. Could right. be different and than Experian. And that's why you should have three different scores for that reason. But at the same time, you know, you shouldn't have ten different models with yeah. Experian. But don't or, don't you think that every credit transaction, every credit card, every installment loan, every auto loan, every mortgage, every one of those, every credit report or or, or a credit score? should have the same information. They should. But, but they yeah, don't all report to all three. For, for some reason, there's these smaller like, credit unions. They don't require them to report to all three. And they don't. You know, let's say, like, I forget the one that's, that was right around the corner here, but they would only report to Experian. They wouldn't report to the other three. Yeah. And, um, you know, I'd have people who try to establish their credit and they would only get one score as a result because they were getting a secured credit card from this credit union. And, um, I, you know, I can't, I'll make the rules, Harry, but if it was my rules, they would have to report to all three bureaus. Me, me and, too. Um, it only seems fair. Yeah, of course. And again, I, I don't know if it's because they're a credit union or because there's so many employees or where they're located. I, I have no idea how they make these rules. And you see this. Sometimes all three scores are like really very close. Oh, yeah. And then you know sometimes one is like whacked out. And that could also be because maybe somebody had a late pay and it was just reported to one. You can usually see a random yeah. report like because yeah. there will be one yeah. one line that's only reported to one bureau yeah. and that's you know what's causing your issues. Um, but yeah, if it was up to me, we'd have three scores and that's it. You wouldn't have ten different scores with each bureau. And um, I, I really would like to see that fixed over in, in my lifetime, but I don't think it's going to happen as long as these companies stay for profit because that's how they make their money. They're making their money confusing you. You know, and that's and that, and I hate to say it, but that that's the honest to God truth. Um, they make their money confusing you. They make their money by you signing up to be, you know, to to have access to your scores, and then you have ten scores. You know, how, how does that make sense? You know, we're this is we're, we're talking about credit, the most important you know thing in your life to ha- determine how much you, b- you borrow and how much you pay in rates and all this, and we make it as convoluted as possible. 
and and that's why I think it's it's a crazy system to me. If if I could fix it, I could, but I don't make the rules. When we come back, the Nostradamus of the turf, <laughs> the greatest show on turf, is next. We make our predictions, Jim Malamud, and yours truly. This is WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. For complete contest rules, visit WPGTalkRadio.com. All right, the Nostradamus of the airwaves, that would be me, and and quite a mighty fine um, pigskin prognosticator, Jim Malamut. We are going to make our picks. I am going to my my screen, as you can see. I have them all right here. Uh, let's see, Jim. Seattle at the 49ers I always give I said this to Jim during the break I always give Pete Carroll and any team that he's coaching at the collegiate or the professional level a fighting chance the 49ers might be the hottest team in football right now yeah they're obviously Pete Carroll had a news conference the other day and he was saying how excited they were that the Packers lost and how they love the Lions for winning and Dan Campbell he goes but unfortunately, we got to go play the Niners. <laughs> I know. So I'm going to say that the 49ers are going to win that game. I'm going to say the Niners win, but the Seahawks cover the spread if yeah. you want to yeah. do spreads. Is too. that nine and a half? Nine and a half right now. All right. So let's see. Jim, he has the 49ers. Yeah, uh, Chargers the... at the Jaguars. Now, I love I love their coach, obviously. Doug Jaguars. Peterson, yeah. Uh, and look what they did to get in the playoffs. That uh, that's going to be a good game. I think I think I like I picked them. I like the Jaguars. I, I kind of like the Jaguars too to upset the Chargers at home. Um, but I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna say the Chargers win. But I, 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 oh I, oh oh I got to cross that out. I'm gonna say the Chargers win. But I, I would this is the game. I think that's probably gonna be the one of the better games of the playoffs, and, and wouldn't shock me either way. Um, just because the Jaguar, the Jaguars didn't play so well the other night. And, and, I know, and I, I I'm kind of guy that I think these teams bounce back better. You know, they don't well we play terrible for weeks in a row most of the time, and the good teams at least. So I think Doug Peterson's a good coach. I think he's going to have a good strategy for the for the Chargers. But the Chargers are just too talented, so I'm okay. going to go with the Chargers. That makes more sense. But I'm going to go with the Jags. Yeah, and, and they're shots. actually getting a point and a half at home. Yeah. Uh, let's go to is Tua playing for Miami? I don't think so. I don't think he should. I don't think you're They're leaving open that he might. I know, but I think the nine-point spread means he's not playing. If if he was playing, I think it would be more like six or seven points. So I'm going to say he's not playing. I'd I'd go Buffalo anyhow. Right, I would too. All right. They're my Super Bowl pick, so we got to go Buffalo. Next one looks like Giants-Vikings. That is correct. So I would say um, I'm actually going the upset on this one. I'm going to say the Giants. That's not – got to tell you, I'm picking the Vikings only because – they're the luckiest team in football this year. They have been. They just seem to. What was that one game they came way back from? Thirty-three points down. Uh, yeah, whatever it was. The Colts. So yeah. I'm going to say the Vikings, but I don't blame you one bit for picking that. Uh, this is sort it's a of, weird spread for only three points on the road for for a team that was twelve and five, like the or thirteen and four. I think the Vikings were, yeah. and to be a home Crazy. only three point favorite. I, know. I think the Vegas. I, I think Vegas knows something. So I'm going to go with the Giants over the upset. Okay, I, I I think that's a good call. My upset is I'm picking the Ravens. That's funny, over Harry. Cincinnati. I, so again, I would take the Ravens I, only for Lamar like Jackson's playing. 
Oh, well, and it looks that's like that's my he caveat. Is. So I don't, I don't know. I, that's we were talking off there. I want to see if he practices today because you know th- these teams don't really practice till today for some. All right, here's games. what I'm doing. I'm putting you down Ravens with an asterisk. Only and, if Lamar plays, and if he doesn't play, I'll switch it. Yep, because I, if if he's not playing, I, they can't beat the Bengals. I don't think. But if he plays, I think they no one's given them a chance. Like the the Ravens are my my sneaky team this year in the playoffs because they have a decent defense if everybody's healthy. All right, I'm very torn about this one because two weeks ago, Tom Brady was terrific. I mean, he was dropping bombs. Evans is the receiver? Yeah, Mike Evans. Into his, I mean, it was unbelievable. Dallas stunk it up last week. I wouldn't expect them to stink it up like that a second straight week, and especially in the playoffs. I, I didn't do this in the Malamut Entertainment Pool. I picked Dallas. In this little fun thing we're doing, I'm picking Tampa Bay. Okay. You, I, heard, you heard how I said that, right? I did. And, uh, you Tampa know, Bay. I'm a big... You know, as big as a Tom Brady fan as there is in this world. Um, but I, I just, I think Dallas is going to beat him. So I'm going to go Dallas. Yeah, I, 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 I and I'm going to root against myself. But I'm, I'm, you know, if you want me to give my winners, I'm giving Dallas. No, you did. And you so. did it well. All right. So we have each have 49ers. I have the Jags. You have the Chargers. We each have Buffalo. We each, uh, no, we don't. I have Vikings. You have Giants. We each have the Ravens if the right. quarterback plays. And if not, you're switching to the other. Uh, and I'm taking the Bucks in a pure, just upset-minded, hysterical, I love Tom Brady type of just pick. I can't explain it. I think yours is more rational. You have Dallas. So we have a little yeah. action there. Yeah, except I'm, I'm rooting for Tom. But I just I, I just think they, uh, they have too many issues this year, and then those issues are going to come out first, Dallas, on national TV. Now, I have, oh. I have announced my Super Bowl pick with Mayor Kane on Monday. I have the Eagles and the Chiefs. Right. I'm, I'm going the Bills over the Eagles as my official Super Bowl prediction. And you're picking the Bills to win the Super yes, Bowl. Bills to win. I would just love to see it be a lot of fun for Andy Reid to be coaching against yeah, his team. That would be great to watch. I mean, I think both would be great to watch because then you got uh, McDermott, you know, as a former Eagles coach too, defensive that's, coordinator. That's true. So, um, you know, there's definitely would be a fun game either way and i I think the you know to me the nfc is is easier to pick i think you know it's very likely it's going to be the eagles or the niners okay it it would it would be a surprise to me if it wasn't one of those teams the afc the way the niners are playing i mean i think i'm really picking the eagles because they're my team and you know i'm homer uh they have a a much harder excuse me the the niners will have a much harder path i would assume well they got to play one extra game start there and they're gonna have to play home against probably dallas let's assume dallas wins yeah they're gonna have to play dallas i would assume at home yeah or you know the eagles might play dallas at home it depends the law the lower seed it depends who wins the giants game you know because to me i I have the giants winning that game right the, the nfc the eagles are the first seed san fran is the second seed right dallas is the third seed Dallas is actually the fifth seed. They're the fifth seed. That's right. The They're Bucks, a wild card. That's right. Right. So that's what I'm saying. The, if, the, if the Giants, take that back. If the Giants lose, then Dallas goes to Eagles. If I'm the thinking Giants like won, your record should count. Yeah. That's a crazy thing, right? The Vikings are the third seed. Yes. Um, I did and, know that. I just, said, I just, seed. I just misspoke. Yeah, that's all right. And what's crazy is because I even commented to you during the break, Dallas at what are they, twelve and five. 12 and five yep. 12 and 5 have to travel to Tampa Bay to play a team that's 8 and 9. Right. 
That's that's terrible. It's terrible, and, and they've talked about maybe changing those rules they over should, the years. They but should they, recede. They try to give the division, you know, winning your division, um, some kind of clout. Yeah, so, it makes sense. Um, but yeah. when you have a losing record against a team that won twelve games, yeah, it's a. And I gotta say, I mean, I think that matters in the NFL, and this year I think it's really mattered. Home field advantage is a big deal. It always helps, you know, the, the crowd noise, you know, not being able to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage. You know, those things definitely make a difference. And that's why, you know, the, the Vegas gives you three points for being at home. So um, there's definitely an advantage for home being at home. And then it'll be interesting to see the AFC, like I said, if the AFC, if it's Buffalo versus Kansas City, if they play it on this neutral field where it would be. Um, you know, all those details. It, it seems, you know, with, with that guy, you know, I, thank God he's doing all right and everything. But that game getting canceled has had such major impact on the NFL playoffs. Um, I've just never seen anything like that in my lifetime. So I don't, I, I know that the company line is just to just smooch the NFL that they handled it so well, but I can't unforget or unsee what I saw. I heard Joe Buck say, both teams have been told by the NFL the game resumes in five minutes. Right. And Troy Vincent came out and said they never said it. I don't believe him. Uh, yeah, that- I don't like the way they handled any of it. I think it's terrible. And I'm, I'm all for all the love <laughs> for DeMar Hamlin. Sure. I, I think it's brought America together. It's brought the NFL together like we haven't seen probably since September 11th, 2001. I think the NFL handled it terribly. What kind of stupid resolution is it? To say Chiefs win the best record, Buffalo didn't do anything to lose it, and Buffalo beat the Chiefs. Yeah. They took a game from Buffalo. Now, in fairness, Cincinnati is no joke, and they could be in the Super Bowl. They were they were winning against gotten, Buffalo at the time the game stopped. Yeah. So there's this the un, unfortunately, um, I'm not gonna I'm gonna say that you know when 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 something like that happens. It's so chaotic, it seemed like. There was such chaos going on and try to communicate with so many different entities. You know what wouldn't have been a terrible thing, though? How about this, though, Jim? This wouldn't have been terrible. You added another game to the season, and people that are listening don't understand that that is a big deal in the career of a player. You're adding another full game of getting hit and all of that. Why didn't they give everybody a bye week, play that Cincinnati and and then of course they get gypped. They don't get the bye week. But do the Cincinnati and the, the Buffalo game. Then they each have a chance, you know, to, to to benefit from what that would mean. Whoever would win, and so on. And then you know, and then you go into the schedule. Super Bowl then is one week in between, not two, I mean, which I think most people would prefer. I think that to me that I thought that was that's what I, I would have done for if I was commissioner. Um, Again, if it was me as commissioner, I, I I wouldn't let Buffalo leave Cincinnati. I would I would have said, you listen. I know this is terrible, but like you know, this is we still have this is a business. Like you know, you guys don't just like like let's. Well, guys, how about this, Jim? You guys stay here. I know you're not a I know you're not a gambler or a betting man, but if you were, oh, I'm, that was the that was the <laughs> end of fantasy football. Yeah, that was, that was the, the final fantasy, game. I know that's what it's for me. So how, for, how did that? How did people conclude? I, a lot of leagues were impacted. All and yes, I, I was stunned that Buffalo. They were allowed to just go home. Yeah. I, I, and it, to me, it seems like they like, they kind of just did it on their own. Like they told the NFL, "We're leaving." Well, here's the, here's and, the other thing I don't um, understand. And again, I've I've signed on to it. I, I I've been consistent with this. I have all the love. But you know, there have been people that died on the field 
and they take the person away, and the game continued. Daryl Stingley got demolished. The game continued. I can name other examples. I, yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know. This was just – and I think actually the difference here was the league was ready to do what they always do, and that's that the show goes on, the game goes on. Right. It was Sean McDermott and the other coach, but mm-hmm. I think mostly Sean McDermott – it was like, we're not playing in five minutes. I don't right. think we're playing at all. Right. And so they changed the the, the, the deal, not the NFL. I agree on that. But, I, I, again, I, I think they did that. And I think Buffalo was like, we're out of here because these, these guys wanted to go back to their families because they were all, like, so stunned and yeah. upset. But at the same time, I don't know if that was the best decision because that ended up impacting all these other things. And maybe, you know, Buffalo could have won that game, could have gotten home field advantage. So it's just there, there's so much that got impacted by them leaving town, basically, because now they couldn't play that game anymore. And unless they delayed the season. And if they if the, if, back. The, if the Buffalo and Kansas City continue to win, it could work itself out and somebody may lose. But if they continue to win, it's going to affect right to the AFC championship game. I, and again, so Harry, I wouldn't, you know, the, some of my friends would say we're in the simulation. I wouldn't be shocked if we ended up seeing a Buffalo Cincinnati AFC championship. Just I'm, be, I'm, you know I'm, what I mean? Just hey, to listen, get it, just to get that rematch. That Joe be, Burrow is not a joke. Oh, no, exactly. He's not and, a joke. And, it could easily happen. And, but can you imagine how. Man plans, God laughs. Can that, you imagine how much that game would be? That would be. That would almost be fitting, wouldn't it? Right, as I'm saying. So, so I wouldn't be. You almost be, want to root for that. I wouldn't be shocked. So I'm, let's, let's pick that now. I'm going to say Buffalo, Cincinnati, because the NFL is going to make it happen and sell some tickets and, and sell some, you know. That's, that that's has my so prediction. many layers of storyline. Exactly. That's that would, a great way to end the hour. Thanks, Harry. Thank you, Jim. Always good to be here. Jim Alamut, for all of your mortgage needs, he's the man. Coming up right after the break, we're going to go from the forward world. Now I'm going to be running in reverse with John Walters next, all about reverse mortgages. We'll be back. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a Town Square media station. Everything you need to know in six minutes starts now. From Harry Hurley Way in the world's playground to the broadcast pioneers of Philadelphia Hall of Fame. I want to congratulate my friend, Harry Hurley. You're about to find out why Harry Hurley has been named to the Talkers Magazine list of the 100 most important talk show hosts in the nation. Live from the studios of Town Square Media in Northfield, it's Hurley in the Morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you so much and welcome back. It's five minutes past the hour and I'm very, very happy uh, to announce that John Walters is here. He's a great guy. He's a great friend. And he's just terrific at what he does. John Walters is the official and exclusive reverse mortgage expert for the Hurley in the Morning program. And I'm very proud of that. John has been providing strategic outcomes to help improve retirement for you and yours for more than 17 years. He has many, many options that he can show you that can go to work for you in a very, very uh beneficial way when you work with john walters this i can promise you there is no obligation whatsoever john does not apply any pressure or anything like that you really will enjoy the experience you can call john at 609-231-4924 to review your many options at 609-231-4924 john walters is a certified reverse mortgage professional there are only about 200 in america today that have that distinguished um, 
certification. Working with John Walters, you can stay in your home, pay off your existing mortgage, making it possible to have no monthly mortgage payments for the rest of your life. John can help you establish a credit line for emergencies, monthly payments, lump sum distribution, or a combination of all the above. Your loan proceeds are also a non-taxable event. To find out more about what a reverse mortgage really is, call John Walters, 609-231-4924. Tell John that I, Hurley in the Morning, sent you. That's a little bit about John Walters. Even better, here is John Walters. Hello, John. (laughs) Good morning, Harry. How are you? Very well. Uh, Good to hear your voice. I know we have a lot to talk about. Let's get to it. Okay. Well, first of all, as you know, this is our first show of the new year. So happy new year for that. And <laughs> excuse me. Yeah. Secondly, I, I have been sick. I just recovered after four days. So if you hear me graveling, that's what it is or a little nasally. Okay. What did you have, John? Right. What What was going on? Uh, actually, headache, uh, mucus, all the things that go along with that. Just not feeling good. You know, Harry, you and I get up at 2, 3, 4 o'clock in the morning when you don't want to do that. You just want to stay in bed. You know there's something wrong. Oh, absolutely. So, yeah. I know. So, but not, but not COVID-19, which I know you've had before, correct? Yeah, I had that three times. And uh, that I tested and I didn't have it. So I wasn't concerned about that. But yeah. But I'm, but, <clears throat> but I'm feeling better, which is good. Good. I wanted to tell you that I was listening to you and Jim uh, the previous hour, and I'm I'm thinking about the similarities and the differences uh, with forward and reverse mortgages because that's a big question that borrowers have. Sure. And uh, one of the things is funny. I heard you talking about the credit, and the same thing kind of applies to the re- reverse world. But I wanted to share something because people. Uh, as you know, in the forward world, people could get stopped because of a FICO score or their debt to income. And in the reverse world, we give a little bit more latitude. I think that's the best word of giving it. As an example, uh, if someone has an issue or two for whatever reason, uh, and after evaluating it, give you an example. Um, a spouse loses another spouse and they haven't paid their bills for two or three months, things are behind, but they've always been on time before. Mm -hmm. Well, what we're able to do is something called extenuating circumstances. We can basically provide a letter of explanation uh, to explain situations that have happened to allow the borrower uh, full access to their proceeds. So, uh, so for those people that are out there, because I heard Jim talking, you know, people qualifying or not, is that I don't care which, you know, as, as long as you're a homeowner, you're over the age of 62. If you have uh, certain circumstances that you're concerned about or you think it's going to exclude you, do not do not put in your head that I can't qualify. You've got to give me a call. Let me take a look at it. See if we can set is it extenuating circumstances? Was it a loss of a job? And there's many different, many reasons for this. Uh, medical emergency, uh, and we have it happen all the time. So in reference to that, that's what I wanted to share. And the second thing is, uh, 
being that we're in the 2023, I'm actually excited about the reverse mortgage program. We have now entered our 39th year uh, as far as the program is concerned. And uh, Congress, up to this particular juncture, has been extremely uh, appreciative, and they also are very hopeful for the program that it keeps continuing and for people to take advantage of those of retirement age. Uh, Harry, what I thought I would do, uh, and I just wanted to share this with you, being that we are coming into a new year, we may have some new listeners, uh, is to do a little recap about a reverse mortgage. You might want to have some input as we move along here. But let me just uh, give a little overview for people that are you know, what is what is this thing called the reverse mortgage? And I'm going to try to simplify it for you, as I always do, hopefully. Uh, it's nothing more than a loan. Uh, it's a loan that's an age-based loan for people that are over the uh, the age of 62 years old or older. Uh, it, it is insured through what we call the FHA, uh, the responsibility, which is by HUD. And this particular program is designed for people of retirement age to be able to access a portion of the funds in their home while they live there without having to make a payment. Harry, that is so important, especially in today's world. And as Jim was talking about with credit cards, people that are falling behind 30, 60, 90 days late and are affecting their credit and their borrowing power, the same thing can happen in the reverse world, uh, we we do have latitude, but sometimes you don't want to put yourself in a situation where we have to pay your taxes and insurance unless it's by choice. And uh, that's extremely important. So I want people to understand that as far as the program's concerned, we're looking at this new year. It's still a, 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 a program that's designed to solve problems uh, for our senior population. And when I say solve problems, not just solving problems, but there might be something that you want to be, something that you want to have, something that you want to do. You can have the funds to be able to do that. But give me a call, and I'll be glad to work through all the different avenues, all the different features in reference to this. And let me share that number as we go into the first break. John Walter, 609 231 4924. That's 609-231-4924. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages, continues. I am early in the morning. This is WPG Talk Radio 95.5 because of you, South Jersey's number one news talk radio station, and we thank you for it. We'll be right back. More, and this is a good thing, more John Walters next. Download the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid and take South Jersey's talk station wherever you go. Get free, unlimited South Jersey news right at your fingertips. Listen to and easily call all of your favorite local and national talk shows. Wake up with Harry Hurley using the alarm clock feature and more. It's the WPG Talk Radio app for your iPhone or Droid. Download it now at WPGTalkRadio.com. We're investing. Brian Kilmeade is next at 10. Now, back to Harry Hurley on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Thank you. Welcome back. 19 minutes past the hour with John Walters talking all about reverse mortgages. John, the time is yours. 
Why, thank you very much. Harry, I wanted to bring something up that I learned about that was uh, very important for a borrower that I was working with. Um, I was working with a borrower, uh, has a property that's a high-valued home, and when we worked out all the numbers, we found out that he was $40,000 short of doing a reverse mortgage. What does that mean is, could he do a reverse mortgage? Yes, but he would have to bring money to the table. That's what they call it. And then people say, well, why would he do that? Well, uh, that particular strategy of not making that payment on this large mortgage that he had, uh, not having to pay that was more important than coming with money to the table. So in discussion with him, we started to sit down and go through his assets. And uh, I, my eyes were opened up because I learned something. Uh, I knew about it, but I, I actually was able to implement it, actually in the process of implementing it, where one of his assets have to be his life insurance policy. Mm. Uh, the majority of people in the country do not realize that your life insurance policy is an asset. Now, like right now, there's over $20 trillion in life insurance that's in force in the United States. And when I say that it's an asset, you can look at it like your life insurance policy, potentially, you can sell that like you do a car. There are brokers that handle that. Well, it turned out that going through this, he had mentioned to me, well, you know what, I... I have a couple different life insurance policies, and I just might uh, uh, sell it. I'm, I'm using the word sell, and I'm talking to him, and I wind up in discussion with him. Well, to make a long story short, uh, he had a policy that he went to his broker, and what they were able to do was there are financial firms, insurance companies that buy these policies, and they give them a cash return. So his policy was worth exactly in the area of what he needed to bring money to the table. So uh, this is kind of a teachable moment. So for all those that are out there that have life insurance plans, of course, there's going to be caveats and you're going to have a broker that you're going to talk to. But your life insurance policy can be worth nothing. It can be worth hundreds, thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. So uh, and as a matter of fact, Harry, this past I don't know what the time frame was. 40% of the people over the age of 65 stopped making their insurance, uh, stopped making their payments on their life insurance and got absolutely nothing without wow. knowing that they had the ability to sell it. So yeah. I just think that's an important, that's, that's something that's very important for the listener to, to understand that the importance of having that. Uh, Harry, you know, being a former teacher and uh, with this particular program, everything is kind of a, a teaching situation. People have always asked me, do you miss teaching? And I said, I teach every day with this program, with the borrowers that I work with. And and I, I, I keep sharing, and maybe you have some input on this, the importance of strategically. In other words, how can this program have an impact on the borrower on yeah. the homeowner well yeah and, and you and john you know one of my favorite now i know you deal with a lot of people that have you know their home they own it free and clear so they're paying property taxes and and they don't have a mortgage payment but many people 
still have a mortgage payment, just remedying and and making it that they no longer have a mortgage payment for the rest of their life is huge. Then then you build it from there like an a la carte menu and you can do some very good and creative things, can't you? That's that's exactly right. And and, and I actually have an example that I'm I'm going to share um with the listeners in reference to that. So when we talk so as far as uh, the example I'm going to share with you, here's an example of a couple uh, who are in their early 60s. And the situation is, is that the wife uh, does not work, but she's collecting Social Security and she's collecting early at the age of 62. Hey, John, just a quick sidebar for a second. It's totally unrelated, but we've been keeping our listeners apprised. We personally know people that are flying right now, so they know they're in good shape. Uh, the FAA has announced flights are resuming for those uh, that may be hearing it for the first time early this morning. Uh, every flight in America was grounded. I mean, that hasn't happened since September 11, 2001. Uh, and the initial announcement was that all flights were grounded until 9 a.m., Now, I will tell you that folks that I know that were flying at 730 this morning, they were told their flight is going to leave uh, Spirit Air, or I should say ACY, on Spirit Air at 945. So a little over two-hour type of delay. Uh, A friend of mine at Fox News, so I'm on standby. Uh, he's still waiting. He, They thought he was going to be able to get on his plane. He has not yet been able to, so stand by on that. But, John, just wanted to share with everybody that the skies are back open. Sorry for the interruption. Back to you. No, no, no problem. I heard I heard when you were discussing with on Jim's show, and I got bounced from a, a, a spirit a uh, couple weeks ago. But, uh, yeah, it's the times that we were in, yes. and, and you had talked a little bit about that. But getting back to what I was sharing with you is that what I find out that's extremely important for me, and I and I talked a little bit with you about this, is the preparation as far as when I'm doing my show, and my whole focus is 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 on educating people, uh, educating the listener about this program, how some of the different ways that it can be used. It can be used in many more ways, but I'm giving you real-life examples and concerns. So getting back to our couple who are both in their early 60s, the wife is collecting Social Security, the husband is still working, and he plans on working till the age of 65, which is three years down the road, so that he can get his full benefit from Social Security. Well, Harry, what happens is, and it happens in the reverse world, it's uh, it's the unexpected things that happen to us as we age. It can be an illness. It could be death. Uh, there's many. I called it the five D's, and I'm going to go through that. Not today, but but uh, there are many different things that happen. And when things happen to us, are we prepared financially to be able to handle those things? And that's one of the things that that uh, I try to bring to the forefront. And this particular scenario that I'm sharing with you is that here's the husband. Uh, I wind up meeting with the couple, and it turns out that they're laying out their story. And what's brought into the picture is the husband has now, he's in bad health. Just doesn't have bad health. He's got diabetes and he's got heart disease. And they want him to retire ASAP. 
as soon as possible. And his wife's concern is they're not going to be able to afford to do that right now. His plan was to work another three years that he could, you know, benefit with an increase in Social Security. So we sat down, and now what happens is we put a little plan together. We look at the reverse mortgage. We look at these different payment plans and these different options and these different features. So what they bring into the picture is this. They have a home that's free and clear worth $375,000. And now what happens is it's up to me to first qualify them and qualify the home to see if we could do the reverse mortgage. So they go through, uh, we go through the process and, they, they basically get approved very easily. And what we find out, they qualify for about $150,000 uh, in a reverse mortgage. Now, what does that mean? That's the first question, people. What do you mean you qualify for? Well, based on your age, based on the equity in the property, uh, based on the value, uh, what, what is determined is how much, based on your age specifically, how much you qualify for. And uh, actually, the older you are, you qualify for more. So if you're 62, you may qualify for, let's say, 40%. I'm just using round numbers. At at 72, it might be 50%. So it increases on a year-to-year basis. But in this case, he qualifies for about $150,000. So let's bring in the scenario where they are financially. Well, it turns out that he has a mortgage, a current mortgage of $50,000, which doesn't seem like a lot, and it really isn't, okay? And he has an interest, uh, he's got a monthly payment of $1,200, and which means that it's going to take him 42 months to pay off his mortgage if he continued to work. Well, Harry, he can't. He can't. He's going to have to retire. Mm-hmm. So what we, our thoughts were, we get rid of the mortgage, That's the first thing, which you had brought up before, getting rid of a mortgage and what that can do as far as cash flow is concerned. The second thing that he had, which was, believe it or not, big $15,000 on a credit card that was built up over 20 years. And we got into a discussion of that. Uh, Actually, it's a couple of cards. Average rate, 15%, and he's paying $417 a month for nothing. And he's never going to reduce it. It's only going to increase. Their concern, their worry, were these two debts that they had. And if we could get rid of these two debts, what would the impact be? All right, so moving forward, we put everything into the system. And I come back and I said, how about this? What we can do, we can, we can pay off the first mortgage that you have which is going to eliminate $1,200. Let's pay off the credit cards in full, which is going to increase your income by another $417. And at the same time, what he's going to be able to do is put somewhere in the area of $80,000 into a line of credit that that they didn't even think of. So let's talk about this for a moment. All right? So we have... The need happens to be illness, needs to retire immediately, has certain debts. We take care of those debts, increase the income 
by $1,600. And at the same time, we set up a line of credit, a little bit over 80000 might be 85000 that sits in a line of credit that grows on a monthly basis. But that safety net that's there, how important is that going to be? So, Harry, I just want to put that on the table as far as some of the options and what your thoughts are based on that scenario. I'll give my thoughts into the break right now. Uh, you know, I'm always on Team John Walters, so, uh, and I don't just agree just to be agreeable. Uh, it's why I so, I don't know how to put it, unconditionally uh, endorse you because I love your approach. You, if you If you do nothing except look out for the best interests of your clients, you can't miss with John Walters because it's either going to fit in your particular situation or it's not. And John will tell you actually before you might even figure it out. Might be something you revisit later. Uh, it, it might be something that at the present time can be utterly game changing. Just just an aside, because I think it fits. John, I know of examples where people have actually lost their home and had hundreds of thousands of dollars of equity in their home for some smaller either tax liability or lien or whatever the case might be. So this is an excellent opportunity to, you know, we talked to Chuck Malamut about your total financial planning needs and coupled with asset allocation and all of that. And financial planners understand the the strength of a reverse mortgage and how that is a part of retirement planning. So I look at this from the John Walter school of it can be a home pension plan, uh, it can be a line of credit. It can be a lump sum distribution. It pays off the mortgage. Uh, y- if you don't need it, it's even a better time to go do it because then you can watch that credit line grow and then you have it for down the road. If you need a certain amount each month to supplement, who knows, prescriptions, uh, a lifestyle, vacation, whatever, uh, John can build all that in. So that's my response, John, and, and I've learned it you know, from you. We'll be back with John Walters. I am. Early in the morning, WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. When you need to know, it's WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and the WPG Talk Radio app. And when you need to know about reverse mortgages, you turn to John Walters, who continues in just one minute. It's Harry Hurley, and I'm asking you to join United Methodist Communities at the Shores in Ocean City on Thursday, January 19th at 9 a.m., for an abundant life workshop for seniors. You can enjoy a light breakfast while guest speakers share the meaning of abundance. Learn about meditation, brain health, music therapy, and United Methodist Communities core values, uh, in English, core values. If you're considering senior living options for yourself or a loved one, I recommend the Shores. Transitioning to the Shores is easy. Move in and experience the abundant life. The Shores is fully remodeled with private apartments, two beautiful restaurants, a bistro that's on the first level, an on-site fitness center, and transportation and local shopping. Best of all, it's just three short blocks to the Ocean City Boardwalk and Beach. Join the Shores for a free community event to learn about abundant life for seniors. That's Thursday, January 19th at 9 a.m. at 2201 Bay Avenue in Ocean City. To RSVP, please call Brooke. 
at 609-391-6335. That's 609-391-6335. 609-391-6335. John, you are back. Uh, please continue. Well, I, I, I just have to say one thing, uh, Harry. In reference to the Shores, my 92-year-old mother-in-law is there. I've been there for three years visiting her. She loves it there. The place is fantastic. And the, and to put a nightcap on this is that's where I'm going to go at some point in time. Well, you cho- you're choosing wisely. It is so beautiful. I mean, I, I say when you walk in, it's like you're in a hotel lobby you see the bistro sign straight ahead, the front desk tilted a little bit towards the right as you walk in. Looks like a hotel registration desk at a hotel. I mean, it's so beautifully done, and I appreciate your comments. Yeah, I only live three blocks from there, and it, it's absolutely phenomenal. So it's kind of ironic that you're bringing up the shores. Thank you. I just wanted to go back and cut. Cover two, no problem. Cover two things. Uh, we, we're talking about foreclosure earlier. Uh, yes, the reverse mortgage. We have people, I mean, just to share, just to let you know, Harry, uh, we have people that are in bankruptcy as well as in foreclosure that are able to keep their houses. Yeah, big. Okay. Uh, yeah, it's big. It's a big thing. And again, it all comes down to education. And that's why I, I keep stressing this on the show is that you have to educate and you got to leverage yourself. And you got to ask questions and find out what your rights are and find out about your life insurance and things. And, and it's not a question of feeling dumb. Don't ever feel dumb about asking questions. All my friends think I'm dumb because I ask too many questions, but that's, <laughs> but that's, <laughs> that's just the way it is. Uh, but I want to get back to that couple just for a second. So here's this 63-year-old couple. He's going to retire. I want to give you the follow-up to it going to wind up, as I said, saving about increasing his cash flow uh, or supplementing it by $1,617 a month, having a line of credit, which is going to create a safety net. It's going to give him peace of mind. Uh, on, uh, and just putting this together and in talking with this couple, they said, you do not know how important this is and what it's going to do for our life. And that's what gets me excited is the ability to help people uh, offer some solutions. And again, I'm not, I can't solve every problem, but what I can do is definitely take a look at the program, what we have to offer, what it can do, what it can't do, or say to you, you know what, this program's not good for you. All right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's a, a niche product. So I, I, I find that to be, Vitally, vitally important. Uh, Harry, one of the things when you were talking early about credit, which is vitally important. Yep. Uh, I just, I just wanted to bring it back because it is such an important topic, and the rules have changed. But I, if there's anything positive, they have improved uh, the communication between the credit reporting agencies and the borrowers. I find them to be extremely helpful. Uh, you can do everything online. Yes. And um, there actually isn't there one of the three credit bureaus that doesn't let you do it online unless they've changed. You actually are offered to either fax or mail. I forget which one it is. And, and, and forgive me. The only reason I know is two years ago, I had the horrible experience of having my identity stolen. And it was a nightmare. Uh, credit inquiries and 
credit line increase inquiries and requesting uh, new credit cards and trying to steal my credit cards and having credit cards mailed all over the place. They stole ones that they had. I don't want to get into it. Um, So I'm familiar, so familiar with the three credit bureaus because I had a lot of work to do when that happened. It's it's just a nightmare that um, you got to you got to button that down quick. It, It can get really, really crazy. Follow-up question before you continue on the credit bureau thing. I've been meaning to ask you this for months on air, and I always think about it later. For someone listening right now, I'll just pick a number out of the air, but it's not that unusual. It's easy to accumulate credit card debt. If you have good credit and you have healthy credit lines, next thing you know, you have fifty, dollars $100,000 worth of credit card debt. If you apply for your reverse mortgage, do they want that paid off or will they give you proceeds and a credit line and a partial lump sum uh, based on your good credit that you've always paid your bills? Or do they sometimes want certain things? You, you know how there's like in a forward mortgage yes. world, yes. they might say, look, you're approved, but you have to pay down or pay off that credit card. Explain what you do. Obviously, if you have $100,000 worth of credit card debt, at a high interest rate, even with good credit, the rates are going up and so on. It's a great idea to get rid of it, but is it mandatory that you have to get rid of it? Okay. Each situation is different. And so let me let me start at the beginning because the, uh, the education at the beginning of the loan, and let me put it this way, let's say it's the application. And as we uh, put in an application together, which, you know, just basically you're putting um, all the basic uh, contact information for the borrower, along with the Social Security number, asking for permission to be able to uh, take a look at the credit. The credit report is basically the point person when we start out. And what I mean by that is because your credit report is divided basically into three sections. You're going to have your revolving debt, which is like your credit cards. You're going to have your installment debt, which is like a car loan that you make the same payment each month. And then you have your real estate debt. And on that credit report with those three, what I take a look at going through the credit report, there is a summary three quarters of the way back on the credit report. And it's going to say your revolving debt is you have a credit amount of a certain dollar amount. Let's say you qualify for 100000 And as far as what your balance on your credit cards is 95000 So you're at 95% uh, of using up all that debt, okay? Mm-hmm. And you've been paying late for 30, 60, 90 days, whatever it is. That is critical that I have to look at because what what's going to determine um, when there's issues if people have not, or you should say borrowers have not made their payments on time, specifically with mortgages and taxes in the last 12 months. If they have been late one time in the last 12 months, we require a LISA, which is not a big deal. It stands for life expectancy set aside, or as we know in the forward world, they escrow your taxes and your insurance. That's what would happen if somebody has not made their payments on time. Now, we're talking strictly 30, 60, 90 day late, so within the first year. 
Uh, credit cards can go out 24 months. You can have two 30-day late. I don't want to get... Uh, let, uh, let me ask you this, John, specifically, whether you go out 12 months, 24 months. If you've never had a late pay, every bill has always been paid on time, and the credit report will support that. Can you have a large credit card balance and not be obligated to have to pay it off? I, again, I would root for pay it off, get rid of that debt. But I know people wonder, hey, they, they're making those payments and they want additional money to do certain other things. If you have no late pays, you've never paid your taxes late, you've never been late on an installment loan, never been late on your mortgage, never been late on a credit card uh, monthly payment, Do you, and do you – Get no restrictions then? Yes. I mean, usually when somebody has paid, like you say, their, their, their credit is clean, it's usually there's no issue. If they have an extremely uh, high credit card balance, so to speak, yeah. then I will tell you this. I have certain borrowers that live off their credit cards and then pay down whatever it happens to be on a monthly basis because they're trying to accumulate points. Yeah. Uh, for travel and things like that. Yeah. For the, you know, so that that's completely understandable. Uh, where you where we run into an issue is when people have credit card debt, they are late. OK, they can still get a reverse mortgage, but we're going to use a portion of their funds that they qualify for and pay their taxes and insurance for them. Uh, Harry, as you know, you've been in the banking world. A lot of people. It's 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 pretty fundamentally easy. Is that uh, borrowing money is what I call risk based pricing, R I S K. Everything is evaluated on risk, and they have different criteria for risk. Reverse mortgages are the same way. What we have found out is that people who have paid their insurance and their taxes on time. Okay, has are less likely to go into foreclosure, yes, or potentially to go into foreclosure. So, uh, so the way the program is designed and qualifying, they are evaluating the risk, and they say, okay, all right, you have a lot of credit card debt, but you pay your bills on time, you're fine. That's not an issue. John, do me a favor, hold on, don't go away. I want to get the last break in. Uh, and then we'll be uninterrupted until Brian Kilmeade at six minutes past the top of the hour. It's 49 minutes past the hour right now with John Walters. John is talking all about reverse mortgages, and it's simple to do to reach John. You'll be very, very pleased that you did. It's, it'll be a fabulous encounter, whether you talk to John, John through digital or he comes to your home. Uh, 609-231-4924 to reach John. That's 609-231-4924. I have to tell you, John, I'm a fan. Maybe we can chat about this for a moment. I don't think it's a lengthy conversation, but I think it's, it's, it's a worthy one and an important one. We, a lot of us, almost everybody that I know, if you have a monthly mortgage payment, most people escrow the, um, the taxes. It's, it's almost universal. So you're used to that. You're used to it, you know, being a part of your mortgage payment. I love the idea, even if if during the process they didn't say you have to pay the quarterly taxes through the reverse mortgage. That is something, John, that unless you correct me when we come back, that you can volunteer to do and set up. You can do that even if it's not required. And I, I think that's not a bad idea actually. We'll come back in just a little bit. Don't go away. Back in three minutes. 
early in the morning. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 and on the WPG Talk Radio app. WPGG Atlantic City, WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. My friend had his home stolen. The crime is home title theft. It's real. It's horrendous, but it's real and it's everywhere. Now, luckily, this was just a demo, but I saw how criminals all around the world target American homeowners, and that's why I protect my home with home title lock, and you need to as well. And a thief can simply forge your signature on a legal document claiming you sold your home to them. Homeowners insurance and common identity theft programs do not protect you, but home title lock does. So protect yourself. Just go to their website. It's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Verify your home's title is still safely in your name. Then just register your address for a free, no obligation home title report for your files. That is a $100 value, absolutely free. That's hometitlelock.com slash Sean, hometitlelock.com slash Sean, S-E-A-N. Sean Hannity this afternoon at 3. Now. Early in the morning on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hey, thank you. Welcome back. 53 minutes past the hour. John Walters, all about reverse mortgages. John, what about my um, flyer there that I threw out onto the uh, onto the floor about even if it's not required, do you have folks that do take care of their taxes in the same way that if it was required, it would just be handled through the reverse mortgage? You can do that voluntarily, correct? Correct. And, and you bring out a, a very good point is that, uh, you know, escrow in your taxes and insurance or volunteer. We call it a voluntary. Uh, people will say that I want, you know, I want to include my tax and insurance and take it out of the funds that a portion of it out of the funds that they qualify for. Yes, it's it's a lot of people don't want to be hassled with it. Now, the funny part about it on the other side is that uh, sometimes borrowers will have to uh, escrow the taxes insurance out of there. And I say it's, it's a plus. And actually after a discussion with them, they kind of, they agree with it. Uh, I, I, I realize that people say, don't have your taxes insurance, control your own money. Now it's much easier to put everything in there. Uh, but again, that's an individual case, but you are absolutely correct. There's a voluntary, what we call a Lisa uh, for, uh, borrowers that have issues. Now, I'm going to take you on the other side to make it uh, as far as qualifying, uh, Harry. Mm-hmm. Uh, using uh, where we escrow the taxes insurance, I have not seen uh, a credit issue, which is 30, 60, 90 day late, and whatever the guidelines happen to be on installment revolving real estate debt. If we put down or if they mandate a Lisa, uh, in most cases, they're still going to get the reverse mortgage. So that's the great thing about the program is that we actually look at the risk, evaluate the risk, uh, what we need to do to reduce the risk, which is having people pay their tax insurance. Mm. So I'm going to leave that. Did I answer your question? Uh, Perfectly. Yeah, I think it's good. Uh, one, one. Uh, I just want to get back to one thing because uh, you know there was a big talk about the credit. 
a lot of people don't realize uh, that you can put, and I've done it for a decade, and it's really easy today to put a freeze on your credit report. Now, you have to call or contact each credit reporting agency. When they put a freeze on that, uh, nobody can get into that. Yeah. So, uh, And, John, you can actually do a lot of that digitally, too. And again, I only know because of what I went through, you don't even have to call. You can call each one, but you can go right if you have an account with them. Uh, and I guess I should say that because um, I do I, I subscribe to each of the three major credit bureaus right from your account. You can you can lock up your own. Uh, then no no inquiry can happen. No loan can be applied for. No credit line increase. That's a really good point that you're bringing up, John. <laughs> yeah, and 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 there, I have to laugh about it because uh, I went out to buy a new car and I drove to where I was going to get the car, <laughs> and I got there. They went they went to run my credit report and there was a freeze on it. I forgot that I had a freeze <laughs> on it. I, I knew I did, but what happened was I had to go back. But your point is very valid. It's so much easier today because you can go in and activate the freeze. Yep. And you can put a time frame. You can go in, say, freeze it for two days, two weeks, two months, yep. whatever. And then you go back in and unfreeze it. But uh, that and, and by the way, John, you can do that with uh, most credit cards. I'm not aware of any that you can't. I don't want to say universally, but I see it on, on the uh, different apps that I'm on all the time where you can lock down your credit card and just freeze it and nobody can use it. I mean, it's, it's the technology is very, very good. Yes. And and uh, technology is really good. And again, it's just a matter of trying to search out. I found out, I don't know if you use YouTube much, but I always start there for myself and say how to do oh, yeah. something oh, yeah. and, and wind up and go in a thousand different directions. Um, what I, Harry, I just wanted to get back to our borrowers for a minute yeah, sure. uh, of course. to pick up on this on this one example. So here we had this couple that that we talked about. Uh, health issues, needed to retire early. We were able to take care of their first mortgage, able to take care of the credit card and set up a line of credit. Uh, what's interesting is uh, with with the HECM or what we call the FHA reverse mortgage, we have these different features and options. In this case, we've only triggered three of them, Harold. Mm -hmm. So we, what we triggered was the payoff of the mortgage. We paid off the credit card and the line of credit is now established. Okay, now what we can do, we still have some options because nothing is, nothing is. Uh, you have these different payment plans that can be set up. So right now, your funds are sitting in a line of credit and let's move along two years. And two years down the road, or it doesn't even have to be, I'm gonna, I'll backtrack. So you got this line of credit that's sitting there and out of the blue, they have a granddaughter who's getting married, and they're going to need two or $3,000 to get there. Well, guess what? They have this line of credit. And if they haven't touched the line of credit, uh, it, it, it increases on a month-to-month -month basis based on the interest rate. Right now, it's um, in the area of 7%. And uh, you have $100,000 sitting there. That's $7,000 a year increase in the line of credit. Don't forget... That gives you the ability to borrow more. That's what we mean by an increase in line of credit. So 
we find that to be vitally important. So uh, in discussion, and I said a little bit, talked about this a little bit earlier, this couple is ecstatic. They feel like that their life has opened up. They see more options. Uh, they feel comfortable because I'm available if they have any questions down the road. They get their monthly statement. They want to make a change in their plan. Uh, it's it's. There are so many different features, Harry. As you know, I get extremely excited about the program yep. and the options. And at the same time, I have people, friends of mine. I I worked with a bar this week and said, you know, uh, uh, reverse mortgages cost money. And I said, yes, just like any anything you want to purchase, it's going to cost you money and funds. Now, the reverse mortgage is controlled by, when I say control, uh, the fees by the FHA, which means there's no fluff fees that are in there. There's three bucket of fees in order to get a reverse mortgage. The first is what we call an origination fee. Uh, in the reverse world, what that's for, that pays the lender. So there's a certain amount that goes to that bucket. Title costs are a second bucket, just like there is on a normal refinance. And the third bucket is the is the upfront mortgage insurance premium. And, you know, so I always put a fee sheet together. These are the costs. And now what happens is we sit down, Harry, and this is quite interesting, is that, okay, we're going to take a look at what the options have been. And in this example, what we can do when there's a certain cost to do it. And so the evaluation happens to be when I work with borrowers. And I don't know if you've seen this, like if you went to buy a car or anything, Harry, but I say it's cost versus value. Mm. What are you getting at what cost and where do you emotionally feel about it? Okay. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and to me, that's what's vitally important is to, is to what, how's this going to affect my life at what impact at what cost? So, and, and with these borrowers, what happened was it was a no brainer. Okay. It was a no brainer in the sense that the, what the cost was, and I forget exactly what it was, might've been 15,000, 12,000 to do it. Uh, but it was built into the loan. Nothing was out of pocket except for counseling. But at the same time, uh, the increase in cash flow was monumental. And Harry, as you know, we talk about if they wanted to pay back a couple hundred dollars a month, they could do that. That's right. What, okay. Hey, John, what percentage would you say ever make even one payment back? Uh. Three percent. Yeah, I would think it would be. I would just. I, I'm a big fan of human nature, and if you get told you don't have to make a payment, I'm going to say that that's going to win a lot. Uh, before we run out of time, and we're down to about two and a half minutes, squeeze this in real quick, then close strong with whatever you want to close with, John. Those listening right now, how long does it take to do the reverse mortgage with John Walters? Four to six weeks uh, from the time that we begin. Um, what I recommend, as I say, once you get started, uh, it's a, an application which we can do over the phone. Uh, I can do it online. I could do it in person. And what I do is, on average, I collect about eight documents, uh, driver's license, um, social security card, homeowners, flood insurance deck page, uh, <coughs> if there's a mortgage statement or not, <coughs> 
Uh, most uh, benefit statement from Social Security, 1099 from Social Security. And that's basically it for most people. And a lot of times if people are uh, self-employed, uh, we can get them qualified off of Social Security. A lot of them are still working. So if you're say somebody wants to know, like I'm not asking you to hold, I'm not holding you to this. But if you're 62 and you apply with John Walters, is a rule of thumb that you can basically get at that age about half of the equity that you have in your home? Okay, caveat. It used to be. What's happened with interest rates, it's now decreased. So now what happens is it could be 45% instead of 50%. Understandable. When the interest I, rates yeah. go down, the yin-yang happens. So uh, in, in, in the best market with the best interest rates or when things uh, when there's less things going on like there are now, we're talking about 50%. John, 30 seconds, closing comment. Sure. So for those of you that are out there, if you have any questions, feel free to give me a call. Uh, and I'd be glad or happy to discuss whatever your situation is. If you would like me to meet you at your home, we can set an appointment to do that. Or we can do it. I can do it through Zoom. I have, uh, you know, various ways that we can communicate depending on what the best way for you is. And that is to call John Walters at 609-231-4924. 609-231-4924. John, I so enjoy our partnership together, and I look forward to reconvening in about two weeks. I appreciate it, Harry. And again, Happy New Year. Happy New Year to you, my friend. Be safe, be well, get well. Thanks for playing Slightly Injured today. You wouldn't even know it. 609-231-4924. He's John Walters. I'm Hurley in the morning. Here is Brian Kilmeade. I'll see you on the WPG Talk.